0: That I might let them hear this recording. I've kept the
1: negative of the prints.
0: It was such a great pleasure that now you're coming back
1: to pay me. You pig!
0: Undress. Better take her home. I'll see what I can find out. You stop this or I'll bring in the police, you
2: hear? I want to know who shot him.
0: He thinks I have those diamonds. He says he'll kill me. It might have been him.
1: How amazing you should care when this stupid bitch nearly murdered the man who was keeping
2: But I only heard footsteps,
0: I'll tell you. A woman's. It was a woman's. Yes, yes, y'all. It's going down right now. Episode 244 of the Triple Shots and Moons and Horror Podcast is coming at you live and direct with the homies, JP and Mr. Sacedo. And of course, I'd be your host, the M O O D to the Z, representing yeah what's going on fools
1: tyler did you change your name on letterbox to is
3: yes <laughs> honestly so this is why i noticed somebody else changed
0: oh you're actually, actually not joking
3: no, no. i swear to God. so this is my my first and last name was always my letterbox name and i never even like liked that i didn't i didn't know you could change it for literally years oh huh. And then I noticed somebody else changed their letterbox. I was like, you can do that. And I just went and edited my first and last name and just changed it. I was like, what do I want to change it to? And that's just like the first thing that came to mind. So how did you say,
0: how did, how did you spell? saucedo? uh,
3: S A S A D O.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I I literally have it written down as like sauce S A U C E S A. (laughs) (laughs) do <laughs> Saucedo, like how it sounds <laughs> that's funny because <laughs> i mean really like it's a word i've never seen before so like when you spell it you know like when you've never really seen a word you go to spell it. you're like what? yeah you spell, like it just doesn't look right yeah but uh yeah. yeah man episode 244 week two here on the italian horror month um we got luciano or man yeah for week dukes and uh yeah so have you guys seen any of these films before? I, I don't remember. These are this I, is the only
1: guy where I have seen all three. Oh yeah, all three. Yeah, I, That's right.
3: I also had all seen all three of these, mm-hmm. but it was like long enough where like everything was close to a fresh watch. Like I remembered like the scores and a little bit, but yeah, it's not really, not really. Yeah, much. I
1: think it was on. I I literally think it was 2016 when I watched when I watched these. I
0: think, I think I'm pretty sure that I because like when I was re adding these into letterbox like um it's shown that I'd watch them all, but I'm pretty sure I did like a triple feature last year during Italian horror month of these three films like huh. it was either last year or the year before I can't remember I was just watching a bunch of your Coley films and stuff like that so but,
1: I did uh, watch um uh photos um more recently the other two I watched back when that arrow box set came out and I was 2016. <laughs>
0: yeah so i must have watched them back then too but that was pre-letterbox for me so i would obviously watched after 2018 i think is when i signed up for letterbox so
3: yeah these two of them the the death walks ones those i watched pre-letterbox and i signed up for that
1: in 2021 yeah on january 1st exactly (laughs) honestly dude like I fucking love Letterboxd, man. I, I, it came out of nowhere, and like now, I feel like anybody who's a film fan needs to have it.
3: It's just such an insane resource. Even if like you're not into like logging all this stuff, I think it's great. I like seeing like my statistics and stuff. Yeah, like, but it's just you it's such a tremendous resource for you to find movies you would have just never found about otherwise. Yeah, man. Yeah. I do
0: it sometimes. Like I, the other day, I was I clicked, I typed in Franco Nero's name because I I had like. 15 or 16 films watched by him. And I was like, what else do I have in my collection that Nero's in? Like, you know, sometimes you just can't remember everything, right? And I'm yeah. going through his filmography and he's been in like fucking 200 and something movies, but there's yeah. a ton of movies that I own that he's in. And I was like, oh shit, he was in that. I'm like, oh what the fuck? And it's it like just-
3: some of those two, you see, it's like, oh, this is I never heard of this movie. Oh, this sounds cool. It's 83 minutes long. And then you just set like what your services are. Yeah. And like then you're like, oh, look, it's on Prime for free. Yeah. It's I just, love such an I- insane
0: I- outreach. Yeah, I love the stats too man. Like looking at like all the films I've watched from certain directors and like you know certain yeah. um obviously actors and stuff like that. Like I think Christopher Lee and and uh, Vincent Price and fucking are like my top guys. Like I've watched 30 something films from each of those guys and shit like that. It's just it's ridiculous. But
1: Yeah, and and it's also fun to like make lists and stuff
0: like for yep. yourself or for other well, things. Well, I do it for all of our prep too. Like all the top 10 shows that we prep for, you know, whether, you know, I i, I have for the current year, obviously 2020 through all my watches. And then, of course, I'm prepping for 2011 right now. So I've got that play or that list. And i that's pretty much all I do for lists. Like I've made a bunch of other lists before, but I've deleted. And I was just fucking around making some fun, like my top 10 favorite Bruce Willis films or some shit like that. <laughs> I, was yeah, just I, I do
1: like lists for um, like Chris, like just just lists that I can reference easy, like when it, like a uh, Christmas horror and Halloween horror and stuff like that, just mm. to be able to like.
3: Yeah, I have like occasion I, lists, like if I do like a challenge or something, and like a bunch of private lists just for like referencing.
1: Right. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh, lists and 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 top ten prep and stuff, I actually watched four. 2011
0: movies this week you know what's funny i was like watching a ton of italian films again and i i slipped into 2011 because i just got the blu-ray for vile and that, okay. that's a that, that's an interesting one because like i actually thought i owned the dvd and i thought i'd seen it before so it turns out nor did i i didn't own the dvd nor had I ever seen the fucking movie before so like i'm losing my shit, in my old age man like i just don't even know what's going on well it's my like life some anymore. of
3: these movies that like so came weird. out like 10 years ago yeah that you watched around when they came out especially like because back then too like i was more concerned about like watching the best movies of the year right so like i was always like watching these random movies and a lot of them like from that long it'll just blend together
0: yeah like yeah. It, it It just seemed like a title that i would own given the premise you know it's like it's it, it's got a really nasty premise to it but it just seems like is something, that I, the
3: one with a uh, melissa joan hart in it
0: no No, okay. it's got a bunch of people in it. I don't recognize like anybody in the film, but it's got this really crazy. Basically, a bunch of people are kind of abducted and they all wake up in this basement and they're forced to basically like torture each other. But you can't kill them because what they're doing they're all hooked up to this um
1: yeah I remember like serotonin yeah it's like it's it's creating
0: a they're basically drug dealers that need this drug from these people and it's only created through like you know pain and suffering and stuff like that it's like adrenaline whatever yeah and it's kind of a nasty premise and the movie isn't like as gory and nasty as i thought it was going to be it's got kind of a downbeat ending to it but it wasn't bad like i really like the premise of it it's kind of it's kind of neat but um it's just one of those fucking films i literally thought i owned and saw and i it it just it turned out i'd never seen it before and didn't own it it was the weirdest shit and i was like how odd is that that vile gets its first first blu-ray release in the year that we're prepping for 2011 i'm like oh shit Mm -hmm. mvd's release and so i'm like that's fucking so bizarre right like out of all movies like actually we're getting some old like kind of indie films on blu-ray this year that i never well i was hoping that we're gonna get but like dead girl just came out uh, that girl Unearthed. came out on blu-ray yeah from unearth man they put it out finally i a, fucking love that movie
3: where they like found the corpse in the basement
0: yeah yeah, yeah and then they I start have a blu-
3: I have they a make blu-ray it a sex that, toy that i got like a, i have a blu-ray that i bought like a long time ago
0: oh crazy yeah so anyways yeah it finally came out i was like oh that's amazing because that that's one of those indie films that i love from that era that just didn't have a like a blu-ray and maybe it probably had a european one or whatever but but yeah so i was yeah, happy to see that, that one come out. that's like it's,
1: it is uh, the that uh, dead girl. I haven't seen that in so long, but mm. I remember. I remember watching that on Netflix. Like, years
2: that's a years fucked ago, up movie to be like, in Netflix, dude. It's
0: not up. only it's not only a yeah. fucked up premise, man. It's absolutely disgusting. Like uh-huh. the effects in yeah. it are just gross, man. It, it literally makes my fucking stomach turn when I watch. Like, <laughs> I'd see. I've seen it a few times, and I'm like, oh my god, like. And you know, Warner does a really good job with their Blu-rays too. So I'm like, man, this is gonna be really nasty and high def, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well i'm actually glad to hear that because um TerraVision uh was asking a while back like m- titles that people would like to see released and stuff and i said that i think like the right now the most untouched era is like the start of the blu-ray era but still a lot of titles were on dvd right so like a lot like think think honestly like 2011 era right like uh you got stuff like the dimension extreme title i was gonna bring up
3: those the, yeah
1: and the you eight got films like to die for the the eight some of the eight films to die for you got um the like bloody disgusting selects titles there's a few good ones in yeah. that that uh line but just stuff that in and, and stuff that came direct to video back then there's a lot of it that's not on any type of blu-ray yeah Yeah. so i think that's like right now i i i I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more of that era titles coming out because we've dug so much into the 70s and 80s and 90s and even 2000s to a lesser extent but the the weird like cross between like modern time and pre uh blu-ray
0: is like i know it's like that era like from like 2006 7 8 and stuff like it's it seems yeah. like it's so modern but like when you yeah. think about it like 2005 6 like when blu-rays were first popping out and shit like that you know it's like it's 18 fucking years ago bro yeah,
3: yeah. like like it's even not if really we that just modern. Say 20, even if we just say like 2010 like would yeah. you have questioned it in 2010 if like you were getting something that came out in 1997. yeah no exactly it's like it's the
0: same thing it's it's yeah. exactly the same thing yeah it's crazy
1: it's it's interesting though because like what just watching these 2011 movies and i haven't watched very many so far but i'm definitely getting certain vibes <laughs> for the for the era um and it's it, and like all of these all the movies that i watched i think the the, the none of them had a blue or oh Hobo what a shotgun did
0: yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's there's a lot of movies from 2011 that do have Blu-rays. I just some of them I don't have them. You know what I mean? But I have watched quite a few Blu-rays. Like, like I'm I'm pretty sure like Kill List has a Blu-ray. That I I just watch my DVD. You know, shit like that. I'm pretty sure Detention has one. And um, yeah, I there's watched, definitely some... I've watched quite a few. Like Chop, I would love to see see Chop is one of those bloody disgusting titles that yeah. I believe doesn't have a Blu-ray, and it's a it would be a great one on Blu-ray, man. It's
3: yeah, fun. off of the master list you sent like when we first got selected i think i owned around 25 to 30 of them
0: mm-hmm. yeah. man i, I cannot I believe how many movies from 2011 i own like i like I, I i was going through this list and making this shit and I, I think there was like 130 or 140 titles that i had in my collection from 2011 that's
3: insane i only I know. have like 16 like when like 18, some of the
0: 18. titles man are tr- you know, I'm probably not even gonna watch because, I mean, it's pretty fucking pointless. But to yeah. be honest, like, I, I kind of separated. Like, here's what I'm I want to get to. These ones I might, and then these ones right here, I'm like, no, I'm not fucking watching, rewatching some of the that shit right there.
3: <laughs> yeah, some so, of the stuff I plan on rewatching, I'm like, Ugh,
0: not. But honestly, dude, like, man, my 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 like list of what I want to get back to or first time. So there's a few first time. A lot of the stuff I, I've watched before um And then the ones that are kind of in the maybe list—it's—it's it's a lot of—it's like about a hundred titles, man. I'm like, this is actually not a—it's not bad. Like, there's a lot of fun. Th- there's a lot of shit from this year that I actually enjoy, it, and it's such a mixed bag of films. Like, there's films all over the place. There's found footage films. There's like these torture films. These, like, there's all different types of films. Like, one type of subgenre didn't like overrule the whole fucking year. Like, to be honest, like I've watched what do I got here? 26 films, and I've only watched one um maybe like two maybe three movies that have like zombies and shit in them you know like there there was certain years in that era that it was just like flooded you know with either found footage films or like zombie films and shit but I don't know I feel like it's it's kind of a mixed bag right now man like there's a whole pile of like psychological type films like Alice kills and you know like lovely Molly and shit like there's a whole pile of different types like the orphan killer straight up slasher film um
1: yeah I'm actually I, I I'm so far i've like done any stuff like i did uh the task which was uh after dark title yeah yeah um, i know that one yeah 247 degrees fahrenheit which i've seen before as well
0: i actually thought okay so that's funny that you bring that up because i just got the blu-ray in the other day it's a movie i thought i owned so i went to go grab the dvd and i was like i don't fucking own this (laughs) like what the hell (laughs) because i've I've seen it before and that premise of that movie i remember watching it probably around the time it came out and it scared me dude i was like that is a fucking scary premise Mm -hmm. man like that shit if that effort actually happened to you man you'd be it'd be fucking terrifying man Terrifying.
1: Yeah, I, i've seen it before it's, yeah. it's 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 decent yeah um and then i did husk which is another after dark one
0: uh is that the scarecrow one, is yeah, it the sla- scarecrow slash one. one. yeah yeah
1: yep uh and then i did madison county which is like sort of a tcm great value type mm-hmm. thing
0: it's 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 um, not a bad movie i feel like that it's movie not could have been it's a lot not. better but
1: yeah and then i did uh a movie called 51 which is another after dark one yeah,
0: yeah i remember that one and I then, remember that uh, one being decent decent
1: yeah it actually was kind of funny it yeah. wasn't bad and uh then i did hobo with a shotgun so oh, six nice. i guess i did yeah, for i did hobo with a
3: shotgun in like probably like october like september so i think i'm just gonna count that
0: mm-hmm. yeah well i did that actually with um with zombie apocalypse like i i had picked up the blu-ray i think i found the blu-ray for like four bucks and i th- I'm pretty sure I'd seen it before. I'm, I, I wasn't sure. I, I put that I didn't because when I was watching, I, was like, I don't really remember this, but I kind of remembered it, but I'd watch it a couple months before the 2011 got picked on the Ramanizer, and I was like, ah, fuck, I'm going to, I'm going to put that in my thing. Cause I just fucking watched it. But zombie, I Apocalypse pretty much count actually...
1: anything that I watched in the last like calendar year.
3: There's <laughs> some, I have watched in the last calendar year. I'm going to wait till closer to showtime. Cause I kind of want to, and like it, it happens to be stuff anyway that I think is like likely to be near like the top of my list
0: yeah yeah like I thought yeah. zombie. it was actually quite fun for like one of those 2011 films with a little bit of CG a lot of more more practical effects and stuff I don't like that, even but think I know what that movie is it's it's got Ving Rams in it it's got Tara Manning in it it's, it's got some faces that you recognize and shit but it's it's actually really fun it's just your typical you know survivor zombie apocalypse type thing where the world has pretty much gone to shit and there's not too many survivors around and they're just trying to survive in this apocalypse and you know it's pretty standard stuff but it's actually pretty decent i didn't mind it like for i pretty fucking sure it's in a silent film like i'm pretty sure it is um i don't know i'd have to look it probably is but i noticed not- there's a
3: ton that like i saw like 10 years ago and i've never seen since then
1: Right. yeah i i had like 63 logged on my just that's from a like lot i only had years. like
3: yeah like 30 something but yeah 63 is a lot holy shit
1: yeah like i I mean i actually was watching a lot of the newer stuff that was coming out at this time too like uh even some of the indie stuff like cadaver christmas and
3: yeah um, i saw that this was like right around when i started popping into like kind of like the internet online horror community
1: yeah yeah, i, I like the, uh i don't mind the there's era, some though, fun man. movies though man like i can't wait to revisit attack the block like i love that one yeah man that's that, one
3: i haven't seen i tried to watch it the other night because i know it was on prime when we started and they took it off of prime like, it oh, has
1: a uh, very, very thick fresh. accents but it's it's really fun movie man yeah yeah i yeah. was like
3: i like yeah. that i had that um the guy from the new star wars like as a young man in it that was kind of cool like John jumbo mm, did or it. something <laughs>
0: That's cool. Yeah, that's one I'm looking forward to rewatching too. I haven't seen it probably around the time it came out, so. Yeah, Remember, I've I, seen it a
1: handful of times, but I, it's always like I feel out, like it got reviewed on this that, show, like, like, like
0: not as a group review, but maybe you talked about it. I or probably something. reviewed it. Probably. Yeah, I mean, fuck, man, we've reviewed thousands of literally. <laughs> yeah, you used suggest on your- like
3: go over like everything you watched. <laughs> like yeah yeah
0: we used to do the what we watch thing right and just do kind of like short like little mini reviews just kind of like they weren't like every once in a while one of us would end up with like a 15 minute fucking segment or something like that it was just like holy shit what just happened
3: there you would always outpace everyone
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember there was one movie that I ended up talking for like I swear it was like 20 minutes I'm like what the fuck just happened because it's usually like (laughs) quick little like four or five minute reviews and then we move on to the next one and I was like what the hell does happen here
2: yeah
0: but yeah so um you guys watch any Italian films this week?
1: I
3: watched yeah, a bunch of uh,
1: spaghetti
0: westerns. Yeah.
1: I did um
0: Nice. New
1: York Ripper.
0: Oh, um, I actually have it sitting on my table. It's still in the wrapper. I haven't watched the 4K yet. And uh yeah, I got to sit on my table right now actually.
1: Yeah, I actually didn't even watch the 4K. But I have watched the 4K already. Right. Before. But I just threw it on on Shutter or something um and then I watched uh Zombie and the bird with the crystal plumage and Ooh, cool. anthropopagus Two,
0: man all the classics and then anthropopagus Two.
1: yeah from <laughs> this
0: year right how is that
1: it's like uh <laughs> there was some like good gore in it it's, so
0: it's a sequel to anthropopagus 2000 like i not really the, like, know because that i know that movie was made as like a dedication to diamato and that was like a more recent one, like the anthropophagus 2000. It's pretty low budget, almost like video kind of thing. Um, I'm assuming this is what that is. I don't know if it's the same director or not, but yeah, I didn't mind that one though. I think Master video put it out or someone Somebody put it out. I can't remember.
1: It wasn't like a bad time killer, you know, it was, yeah. uh, it had some gore and stuff. It acting wasn't the greatest. <laughs> it was just, yeah. you know, it kind of a weird thing to make really
0: right i watched a couple i i checked out uh the weapon the hour and the motive it was one of the releases from the uh the black giallo box set that was released uh, from arrow and i had picked up that one because i won't pick up any of the other ones because they're all re-releases i already own everything but this particular box set actually was like all films I hadn't released which is kind of random that they had one of these sets where it was stuff that they hadn't released before and then all i know the they, they kind of pisses
1: you off because it's almost like it almost is like trying to bait you into picking up the other no, ones just so exactly you have what the it cool is. the cool like because they are cool boxes if i didn't own some of those films already i'd be like oh yeah these are i've awesome. actually been
0: asked a couple times why i wasn't picking up those boxes i'm like oh i'm sure i can pick those up i'm like well it's because i own everything it's the individually releases i'm like i'm not buying all these re-releases it's just for the box yeah. I right. like should sell the box, movie. dude. I know. they should, well, they should remember, sell the box. Vinegar Remember, I said that years and years ago. We talked about this on the podcast. I mean, I said that. I said, well, I don't understand why. You know, if you're going to release a bunch of movies that you could compile into a box, at why these companies don't come up and you know just sell an empty box? And Vinegar Syndrome did it with the fucking the Rudy Ray Moore box and uh, I owned all the, the movies and, yeah. and then I bought One. the empty box to make the box. then. I was like, this is fucking fantastic. There was I'm like, I think, th-
1: I think they did three of
3: those. Yeah. I wish they would just did like the sell the, the slip covers like separate too, honestly.
1: Yeah. So I'm yes, sad. I, I, I hate slip. I hate, I hate what became of slip covers.
3: <laughs> Me too. But like, I'm so guilty of like, I need the slip cover. Ah!
1: I, I care less and less the more time I goes have, on the only ones I care about are the restaurant ones because they look cool on the shelf and I have them all
0: like I have so many 88 films slip covers like from the Italian line and and um you know the, the Jackie Chan films and like the you know the category three film like just a lot of releases from 88 films but with the they don't match up and it's you know I'm very um it, it's got to be it's got to look the same for me like uh, the italian collection on the on the shelf just can't have a random slip cover in there so i took them all off i have literally got stacks and stacks of fucking um slip covers i should just, i i, the, I could probably make a fucking fortune off these things just selling slip covers because yeah,
1: some
3: people I've thought about up that up and 20 bucks life. for slip
0: covers and i'm like what the fuck
3: i like, thought about that with some of the old screen factories i have that are like super out of print now yeah and i have
0: like yeah like i was covers. looking
1: at my oh shelf dude I, can, and I,
0: I could buy I, a whole other collection with slipcovers. selling man i have so many it's ridiculous i,
1: I have sleepaway camp two and three sealed yeah. they're still sealed on the shelf yeah oh, and wow. and i i looked and used sleepaway camp two and three with the the slip covers go for like 200 dollars. so, so we i don't d- even know what That's you absurd. would go
0: for I, I think we talked about this before and like it's so funny to me because the Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 slipcover that artwork is so ugly. <laughs> look, yeah, no, the faces I are agree. so nasty on them man. it's just hilarious of they it go for so much on fun. Me over
1: the years, since I think I'm they years goofy on my walls. I think they look yeah, goofy. Yeah, they in do, a bad way. They do, but the mo- but the movies kind of goofy too. Oh, dude The I third
3: love- one doesn't bother me, but like the look on her face in the second one, I've never been a fan yeah, of that. Yeah,
1: the se- the second one looks
0: it's off. like off. I love the third movie though, man. Th- that that movie is so much fun. Like, dude, I love that third movie. Second one's better than third. It's probably better, but I I prefer the third one. We've talked about this before. I I, I probably even rated three higher than two, kind of thing. I, I think
1: the the smart. funny thing is, is like I've always felt like the third one just feels like the leftovers from part two.
0: Yeah, but I like the feel of it because it's so cheap and ridiculous. It's I don't know it's something about it, man. And it's like the it's like the corny you know the uncopy like the music that because they couldn't use copyrighted music right so they'd have like these beats and it's just like a kick in a in a fucking hi-hat and shit and you're just like fuck it's so corny so fucking corny but no, i watched a movie called the weapon the hour and the motive um from that box set and uh yeah it wasn't very good <laughs> <To be laughs> on 1972 so i didn't see this one when we prep for 72. it obviously didn't have the release back probably then it was probably it was very then. obscure this was a very obscure one the transfer was fantastic on it it just kind of felt flat it was pretty standard stuff and uh, but i rewatched killer crocodile one and two which are just the fucking. you know what
1: movies. i i still have those sealed i've never opened that Severn release oh I I i've got ch- the- i
0: should pop those in yeah I've got the 88 box set um, oh, okay they come separately in, in a hard box and it's really nice so I never picked up the separate one but there's so much fun man I've seen them multiple times or just <laughs> I just love the look of the crocodile like it's fucking they're ginormous dude and it's cool man because the second film killer Crocodile 2 was actually directed by oh fuck, what's the guy's name I can't remember now but he's actually like an effects artist so the the crocodile in part two is like bigger and more badass and shit it's awesome it's pretty cool but there's some fun ass parts and it's cool too because like the two main characters actually like are in both films very typical italian stuff but you know play the same it's just cool to see them kind of carry over and actually have like continuity and stuff it's pretty funny but yeah it's pretty much all i watched this week for italian films i didn't really watch a lot of films was super busy uh besides the three for this show and vile was like the only other show movie i even watched this week so I've yeah, a lot of sports man, I, a lot of a lot of like fucking just tons of sports <laughs> this week, man. So much. So
1: yeah, I caught a little bit of uh a penguin game and then I always wa- I always watch Thursday night football usually. Yeah. Um but I've been just busy as hell, like at work doing like I'm so bad at morning shifts, bro. When I have to do mornings <laughs> i'm just dead i literally sleep the whole day afterwards after i'm off work because
0: i'm just like you get no sleep the night before right and then you yeah
1: dude no like i'll literally like be i'll I'll wake up at like 9 p.m or something and then i'll stay up all night and go to work and it's like horrible but (laughs) i i i've always been just i'm very well you know i've always been like a really nighttime person and especially since most of the time my job like kind of reflects that so, but yeah. so it's really jarring right put a dollar in the jar put, and jar put a dollar
0: in the jar <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but it's a, it's really jarring when i uh switch the shift up for right. whatever reason so i was dragging all week this week uh struggling to to f- Stay awake and find time, but I ended up watching more movies than I've been watching actually in in the week. So
0: oddly enough, right? Yeah, it's so, weird actually.
1: But yeah, I'm actually going to start getting cracking on these 2011 films in between. I'll I'll, I'll definitely throw in some more Italian movies too. I kind of yeah. been just hitting my favorites,
0: right? Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. like I said like I said before. I'm trying to knock off some of the films I haven't watched out of those box sets and stuff. So it's been going. i of-
3: for like fifty.
0: 2011.
1: Oh,
3: for eleven. No, for no, for like, um, like Italian genre films this month. Oh shit!
1: Oh, yeah. you a go getter, man.
3: <laughs> well, i I had a good. I had the best week I've had in a while. I was like in kind of like a in addition to these three. I watched the Dollars trilogy. I watched Django. I watched Death Rides a Horse, and I watched The Wizard and women's Skin. Wow. And I'm gonna try to watch at least another one or two tonight.
1: Just like you know, what? Classics, I have man. that arrow. Did Django. 4k that came out i've never watched that maybe i'll be
3: so good it's only like 90 minutes too
0: yeah is fucking awesome man yeah speaking yeah, of severin have... good i was gonna say speaking of severin man did you guys catch the uh the first four black friday announcements i saw yeah.
3: cemetery man holy
0: I, fuck dude i had so many people message me after cemetery man got announced like holy fuck cemetery because everyone's like we just thought of you right away because everyone knows cemetery man's like one of my all-time favorites but i was like finally like an ultimate edition. yeah
1: finally issue, you're man. gonna pay like 80 dollars for it probably i know man because oh, severin is listen I'm, dude i, I love severin as much as the next guy but they are fucking re Ridiculous. dude
0: they are out to lunch with their prices dude it's so crazy like man i i so i i wanted to grab that bad biology like three days dude, 4k whatever Forty it like, fucking dollars dude well for it was like 65 yeah. bucks and i'm like what the f-? i'm like this is bad f- that that costs more for the blu-ray than it costs to make the fucking movie dude i, I literally was it's funny
1: you bring that one up because that's the same one that like sent me over the edge because like i like bad biology it's yeah, not too. a great movie it's, it's Helen Lauder's worst movie probably it's pretty fun but yep. it's not like a cult classic like basket case or bra- brain damage yeah and you know like i looked at it and i, I was thinking this is going to be like a budget t- title like you know 20 25 or something these days is a budget title and it's like 40 some bucks and i'm like you got to be dude $40 for bad biology bro that's that's not, that's unfair
0: i think what uh, i'm going to th- end up doing like i haven't grabbed a whole Severn package forever because there's always titles in there that i don't really care about and then it's just it's really expensive and shit but with this one i think to kind of keep the cost down i might actually end up just grabbing the i mean they've only announced the first four or eight but so far i mean it was cemetery man Uh, the church, another three disc, which is, you know, I already have a Blu-ray of the church. I actually have a Blu-ray of cemetery, man. I got that shameless one, but it, the transfer is not the greatest on it, but I imagine severance gonna be amazing. And then they really, then they announced a couple others. I think there was another Italian film, like a, a, like a TV Italian film or some shit like that. I was like, shit. And then there was like an older sixties film and stuff. But so far, I mean, their announcements have been pretty strong for myself. So given what the next four are, I'll consider it.
1: There are good announcements, but like, just based on la- I, like last year i ended up just skipping the whole sale because i was like dude these prices are just like yeah, i didn't grab I anything can't, i can't justify yeah, I right
3: now. the the summer sale i skipped it i was just i got so there's a bunch of stuff i want some of it wasn't even on sale and there was some stuff i mildly wanted but it was still like 25 bucks i was just i just like fuck. i was fuck that i'm just
0: not i know severin is gone out of control, man, with the prices. Like,
3: I wanted like, the it's psychic, tough, And like, I was interested in some of those other four K's like bad biologies when I haven't seen bad biology, but I'm interested in like, you know, just picking up a boutique four K of it.
2: Yeah. And like,
3: uh, even like the psychic that I really like. And I just, I could not justify. Yeah. I
0: wasn't going to it. I just, those. I've got a couple, I've got the movie multiple times. I'm like, yeah, fuck. I, I don't need another one, but
3: I do have it on good authority from someone that I know that has industry connections, that the, um, the cemetery for cemetery man 4k what shouldn't be more than like what they had than like $55 which still sucks but like i feel a lot less bad about buy- spending $55 on like the ultimate cemetery man edition than i do like buying bad biology for $45 yeah
1: right <laughs> it's still a bit much for me like just cuz i'm kind of i'm kind of jaded with with severn right now just because like I had been doing the package for the you know black halfway to black or no actually Black Friday sale. Mm-hmm. And last year, it was just like the value was just like insanely bad for like because obviously you got vinegar syndrome doing stuff, you got mm-hmm. everybody doing shit. And to me, whenever I could get like four titles for the same price as I get two titles at Severn, I just was like, I guess I'm not doing seven this year. And I haven't, I don't think I've bought a single Severn this year. I think
3: I'm, I'm I bought just, three at Wasteland there three I, for the three for one? I bought people. a few. Yeah.
1: I don't know. They're just, I, I can't, I can't justify it right now. I mean, I've been uh, slowing down a little bit on buying in general, uh, just because I have so much that I haven't watched. And yeah, um, there's just, right there's so much that comes out. And it's, and the prices have just been, you know, in, it's doubled since I, Oh, big since time. we started the show, you know, yeah. <laughs> like stuff has doubled. Like I remember, you used to be able to get a Scream Factory for like, like a new, like collector's edition Scream Factory for like eighteen bucks. Yep. Yeah, man, and exactly man, Remember the
0: price hike went from like eighteen to like thirty, like just yeah. overnight. You're like, what the fuck? It was like happening? eighteen,
1: then it the- was twenty seven, then it was like thirty four. Yeah. Non collector's edition stuff was like 10 to $12. Yep,
3: I remember that. That's what that Scream factors who really wrote me in. Cause I thought like their collector's editions were like the coolest things I'd ever seen. And I remember when those, when I, I started getting into those, I probably was collecting like eight, nine months. And I said, I'm just not buying DVDs anymore. I'm just gonna like buy this stuff. And that's how I like, kind of like discovered the whole like online circle and collecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember that well. They were like eighteen I would I had a list and I like would buy the cheapest one every week. Like once a week I bet <laughs> like when it was so they start I remember they started at like eighteen and the most expensive ones were like twenty five. But you're right about the non ones. I forgot about it. some of the non ones you could get new for like twelve ninety nine.
1: I remember buying like town at dreaded Sundown for like twelve bucks, dude.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that. Like they were like, Yeah, it's a it cool movie. Like we don't expect everyone to buy it, but
0: and didn't yeah. it come with the evictors as a bonus film on there too yeah
3: i came up with yeah, that i remember yeah. it was like oh well if it comes with another movie oh jessica harper's in this movie like-
0: that, that was the thing about screen Factor used to drive me nuts though too because i remember when people were like why didn't the evictors get a a single release you know and they said oh i can't remember the excuse so something about the artwork and stuff even though they had like a little picture of the actual artwork on the back for the evictors and stuff like that and i was like okay yeah and it's they had the literally yeah they had literally said like yeah we're never gonna do a solo release for it because we we can't do it whatever and then it was like years later the Evictors comes out solo it just came out of nowhere and i'm like what the fuck? it was like <sighs> that shit always used yeah, to bug dude, me I,
1: I hate i i don't i'm not a big fan of the like the cheap re- re-release you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah
3: i don't really pick up pick those up yeah i'm looking looking at it. I don't, it was right behind me. So I'm looking at it right now. If you open up the actual edition of it, there's like a whole ass poster of the evictors and like screen caps from the movie. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Fuck. I wish there was, um, like, I wish it was like, it was in, in, in back in the day and, and you could get a lot of stuff for a fair price. These days I pretty much have been just doing vinegar syndrome and like the odd title here and there like i did i did pre-order the coffin joe box set because i just think that is a really cool set Mm -hmm. um and there are certain things that are like kind of must-haves for me like that was one the ilsa set that's coming from kino is one that i'll i'll make sure to get but uh Mm -hmm. It's like there's just so many companies out there right now that, and, and I want, and it's, it, I do want all this stuff. It's just like you got to make choices at this point because you yeah. can't keep up with it the, with these companies. Like I, I like I, I did the subscription to TerrorVision. I think I did it twice now, and I like those releases a lot. But like again, that's that's a company that is you know you're spending. Almost a hundred dollars a month on their titles, or something, you know. I don't know how much it actually is, but you know, and then you factor in that with vinegar syndrome, it's just too much to keep up with. But it's a good problem to have, I guess, because that just means there's a lot
0: of options. It's fucking nuts, dude. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I find myself like all the time, I'm like checking out the new cauldron releases, Mondo, fucking Severin, vinegar syndrome. Like, it's just constant, man. I'm like, fuck, there's so many companies. Like, I buy so much shit from like 88, I collect the Italian line, you know, it's like. It's just so much, dude. It's so fucking
1: <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's hard to get. You know it's hard I'm to honest, get everything like, you want.
3: What's killing me more about like releases that like I just don't see myself ever keeping up with now is just like the box. The amount of box sets that come out now,
0: man. I really need to do my new update because I, I must, have, I'm not even joking. 25 box sets, man. <laughs> I like, like love. These I'm like, out of control with my box. I, I'm, I'm I, I love box sets, man. That's like always been my thing. Yeah. So like when they come out, I'm just like, bam, I got to get that shit, man. It's like, but there's so many cool ones that have been coming out. Like, but do you these, have
3: like, these, um, Shaw scope sets from
0: arrow I got both of them yeah and I actually have the first three screen or shout factory Shaw Brothers sets and I have the fourth one on pre-order too but they 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 announced the first one and then they announced like two three and four like right away I'm like what the fuck
3: that's where I'm getting caught up like I love these like arrow ones I'm almost done I watched all Uh, the first one I'm like halfway done with the second one I love those and I want to like get to get into the Shout factory ones but there's like four of them and they're like yeah I don't know it just like it seems like I'm never getting caught up with these
0: I know it's <laughs> it's so much shit man it's like it's like uh Kino with their their film noir sets like they, you know they released a few of them and it was like oh here's volume 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15. I'm like what the fuck and I love film yeah. noirs, so like I ended up I have like 15 box sets of fucking film noir it's ridiculous it's absolutely out to fucking lunch man <laughs> I,
3: I love the I love those but like I have come to the point where it's like I I really like noirs but Something I didn't realize until I started getting past all like the most popular noirs that there's a lot of shitty
0: noirs. Oh, of course. Of course. But I, I mean, most of the ones I've seen from Kino and stuff have been pretty decent. I mean, they're not all like top shelf ones and shit, but yeah. at least it's Kino and the transfers are good and like you're getting quality. Yeah. So I, I mean, my i can most and they're not from Kino, expensive, I think. No, they're, they're not yeah, those,
1: those noir sets are fair. Well, yeah, Kino in general is the most like, like af- affordable company there is
0: yeah and it, they the thing about kino that blows my mind man is the wide range of shit that they release, dude like it's just phenomenal to me man like ugh, i love it i love it man
3: yeah i got a ton of noirs from um and a ton of like random westerns i still haven't made my way through all these remember that last four for 44 sale from warner brothers yeah Where uh-huh. they're like this is the last time we're doing this i spent so much money i literally like bought the catalog Dude, I, I bought tw-
0: sales. I bought twenty titles too, thinking it was gonna be the last one, and I'm like, and yeah. then just kept releasing shit. I'm like, what the fuck just happened, man? I well, mean, like, it, but it was their They last still release
1: though. stuff, but they don't do the four for four, yeah. forty
0: four anymore. No, and like, no.
3: I literally bought like I, I bought like sixty, like seventy movies.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I bought, like, <laughs> I I bought a lot.
3: Everything and like, there's so many good noirs and westerns I found. I'm still working my way through like that big yeah. box.
0: I pre- predominantly grabbed most of the horror. Um, titles on the Blu-rays and shit like that that I didn't have. Yeah. And that was pretty much what I grabbed. So but I grabbed quite a bit because for some like the Warner up here was so expensive. So like even with the deal and the conversion stuff was way fucking cheaper for me to buy them. It actually worked out pretty well if yeah. you didn't huge quantities. So it wasn't too bad. But yeah. You know.
3: But yeah. Kino's insane. I love their sales. I probably do the most <laughs> volume with them
0: now. It seems like they always have a sale going on. Every time you go to the website it's like they got a bunch. They of do like sale. A-
3: for a year and there should be one more It'll either be this month or in December. I think it's in December usually.
1: Yeah. They don't do Black Friday.
3: No, they don't do Black Friday. They do Shocktober. So it's just like a month uh, beforehand. Right. And then they do like either March Madness or spring cleaning. And then they do like one around like Memorial Day or like 4th of July or something. Well, it's
0: smart not to do the, because you got to think about it. Like, it's nice that Severin doesn't do like a halfway to Black Friday sale shit. It's like the Vinegar Syndrome thing. So you already get your money spent like yeah, months Severin ago.
3: Yeah, Severin does that. Severin or, halfway to Black Yeah, maybe,
0: maybe they do too. But then Severin has their, I, I just kind of, I do the Vinegar Syndrome thing. And then yeah. if Severin comes around, like I've already paid for this shit. So I'll pick a couple the other titles or whatever. And then Severin comes out. I want to pick yeah. up some shit. So it's, it, I feel like it's been spread out that way. But I feel like if every company was doing Black Friday on Black, you'd be like, I can't do this. I mean, m- most people can't do fucking just Vinegar Syndrome and Severin because <laughs> right? it's just so Man. expensive, dude. It's crazy. It's just not. I nuts. like.
3: I might, I think I didn't do a little from both. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with vinegar syndrome. Cause they're so expensive that I don't really like buy a lot of stuff right away. Yeah. I monitor like the slip over count on the stuff that I like, I really like, but even like, I have like a couple of things that I missed out on anyway, it's not the end of the world or anything, but like, um, I think I, I think I'm going to get like a decent amount And then I have to get, I just can't not get cemetery, man. Unless it's something stupid, like a hundred bucks. Like, um, I, like I have to get cemetery, man.
0: Yeah. They're sucking me in, man. Because any, any time like the Italian titles get, you know, announced and shit, I'm just, I'm like a fat kid on a smarty dude. That, that's like, just it like, gets me every time, bro. Like for I someone
3: just... who likes whore, who's like into horror as much as we are and like all like subversive genres to it. Like that is a Holy grail title that dude it's,
0: i've been saying this for years i'm like seven or uh cemetery man needs that fucking region one nice release and shit and yeah. finally like i i couldn't ask for I, I didn't really care who was gonna do it it was just i just wanted to come out and like nobody better than Severn, really i mean
3: yeah like i'm not complaining about the restoration work at all like the restoration works really good it, yeah but it's just yeah i'm like the same way like some of the unless it's like a real big title like i can't even i bought the Four flies sing last year, and I kind of like feel like kind of regret that.
0: Well, that I, was I'm the like, title that that was the title made dude. me fuck right off. I even I was like, you got to <laughs> be fucking kidding me! I never picked it up, man. I was like, this is so expensive and so utterly ridiculous. And I actually said, I fuck Severn the whole. I didn't pick up anything. I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, I'm just not doing this. So, yeah. but yeah, had, uh, yeah, that was my had, moment like, with Severn was the four, four flies
3: for one ten for like one or one ten at Wasteland. So I
0: kind of like. Well, I didn't believe them because they said, like, you know, we're not going to like once this sells out, we're not going to do a standard edition shit. I'm like, bullshit. Every fucking company says this shit. I mean, Synapse There's- has been notorious for doing that. Like, oh, well, we're not going to do a, a an Amory case release for fucking demons. And then what happens? Demons one and two come out on amrays like they, all their steelbooks have had standard releases, yeah. but they kept saying they weren't going to do it. I'm like, I'm like, I, I hate the trickery. I love Synapse, but come on, man. Fuck off with that shit. Like, stop lying to us. But it's with, like, if like, you Severin- think
3: about it too, like what, like, like you're going to get this giant, like what, like wanted title and only sell 3000 of them or something like, are you stupid? Yeah. I
0: know makes no sense. Unless, like, of course they sign the rights and they can only, sometimes that's the way the rights work. You can only produce so many copies and shit like that. We've talked about this many times.
1: Yeah, there sure. was, um, it, it, there was it does a title happen. it
0: was fairly, well, there was recently. the title that Severn did, um, uh not trauma. combat War. shock Com- combat shock yeah and that one yeah. actually in the contract they were only allowed to produce so many copies and to sold like out. 250 was it. or something some crazy shit. I ended up missing that one because it was so expensive It sold out like yeah when, it, was like,
1: it was like two I think they only did like 250 of them or something
0: it was really low it was it was something really ridiculously low yeah so yeah and it was I'm really like,
1: expensive
0: oh it was crazy and it, it like I'm just not going to go to Severn and buy one title you know that expensive title and pay the shipping convert like it would cost me 150 bucks like yeah. who can justify that? Nobody. So
3: yeah, I, I think I'm definitely gonna get Marco the Devil from Vinegar Syndrome and I'm definitely gonna get Cemetery Man from
0: Severance. Oh, so that, that, that edition's nice, I just got it in the mail. Yeah, so, beautiful, man.
3: So I'm gonna like probably like just fill out the minimum on both those sales. Mm-hmm. I like I just can't like I can't stand paying for shipping, so I'm just like not doing that.
0: Right. That's the yeah, one thing I like so about yeah. finger syndrome, man. You spend a certain amount, it's free shipping. It's fucking great. Well,
1: every company should do that. Even if it would be the it same be. price, you know, it's a hundred bucks. Like I'll live with it, but yeah, like, it's I, like I, build build the shipping into your prices if you have to, yeah. but yeah. like. For whatever reason, my brain does not want me to pay for shipping.
0: Exactly. If I it mean, just for- it
3: feels bad when you're like, okay, I'm getting like these three movies for like sixty five bucks and you can live with that, and then all of a sudden it's like seven ninety nine for shipping standard. You're like, I
0: think with seven like, don't they have like they they have it like you know, free under t- or over two hundred for Canadians or something like that, because a hundred dollars is like a title and a half, right? <laughs> so, you know, they gotta make it a little bit higher, I guess, but but still, even spending 200 bucks at Severin is not fucking hard to do. It yeah. really isn't. Like, I, you should be getting free shipping think, if you're going buck wild on Black Friday and yeah. shit, so.
3: Last year, I hit the free shipping by getting I got four flies and I got, like, um, the two Alex Iglesias titles on 4K and it was like right. 105 and I was like, alright, I can live with this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take much <laughs> to get up to that fucking free shipping quota, so. But, uh, yeah. Like I'm looking forward to the second half of what they're going to announce. I hope it's more Italian titles and classic shit. I don't know. I'm just, I'm always curious.
3: Yeah. The um, suspense I, kills I me. heard like a little rumor from someone like that's an industry connection that it's potentially like we might like it's rumored that it's the sect and the church going also well, the church. That. They
1: announced already.
3: Oh, they yeah, did. The, yeah. So the I church, didn't even know that.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I said. I said, cemetery man in the church, but the sect would make sense because yeah, yeah because uh the church was released by what scorpion I think scorpion. the other, same company and yeah shit like scorpion
1: that. slash uh <laughs> it's,
0: it's the same company but uh um and then I think the sec was also released the same thing I think something like that I don't know I have them but whatever whatever I'd be happy with you know I like the sect too it's fun it's fun yeah no,
1: what well, no, like the, the
0: title I lot. want because I, I fucking still well, don't that would have, be I, that would be three Swell Bay films well then you do all four do stage fright because stage fright doesn't actually have I another feel like release. Blue underground might own it I know I'm wondering if Blue Underground still has the rights to it or whatever but I'm surprised that they if they still do have the rights to them I'm really shocked that they haven't done thought, a, yeah. a, another because they did a blu-ray release I never picked it up for some odd reason I think it's out of print now or whatever it doesn't go it for is. that much but you can get the shameless one it's like a nice ultimate edition or whatever it's not even that expensive for that one but I'm sure the transfer not is good but but I, I, I kept thinking to myself I'm like well the church cemetery man I'm like maybe it's going to be a suave fucking black Friday you know and yeah. we're going to get stage fright in the second just I, that would it would be so enticing to me to um
1: to grab I mean I have that original thing. um scorpion
0: it, it the, the transfer is really good on that yeah, too that i've so only watched i'm not
1: one. really super like i don't need to upgrade it right now
3: I yeah know. that's when like i'll, I'll kick the can and i'm like i'll wait till it's half price like a year
0: and a half from it's now so, if i end up getting that church i have so many copies of the church it's out it's like out of control
1: you know that's one i haven't watched it since we reviewed it i, should, I watched it i, should it. I think we watched it, I re-watched it last one. year actually I only
0: watched it once i think i rewatched it last year for a time It's good hour. it's like demons three it's fun it's a fun movie man i love the setting of it man like the it's just it's awesome it's fucking cool man yeah but yeah and it's got a great soundtrack too. I actually just picked up the vinyl for that too so it's great it's good shit i usually only pick up like um like italian soundtracks on vinyl so yeah but um so yeah so i was going through the vaults before the show and uh, i was looking at some of the the show notes from like the previous like last couple years and stuff and i was trying to see if we had done like a top um like italian horror list so last week we talked about like the top, what was it? Pff, fucking 26, 27 giallos, whatever. Yeah. And, and I was trying to find if we had done one reason, but I couldn't find anything in the show notes. So do you remember us doing one? It, it might've been years and years ago.
1: Um, I know we did a ranking for Argento a ranking for Falci. Yeah. Um, I think we may have done an Ita- just a straight Italian director one yeah like top rem- 10 Italian directors I can't remember but I don't it, know if we did a Italian horror in general
0: okay so maybe anyways so the first thing I I, I typed in I was like you know the top whatever top Italian horror films and the first list that came up it actually something I usually never look at but I I just thought it was kind of interesting that it was actually on there but it's actually from Rotten Tomatoes.com and the way they do their list it's basically ranked by fresh and non-fresh or whatever right I think that's yeah. how they do them so um that's the one i clicked on there was a couple other ones and stuff like that but i was like whatever so the top and this is the weirdest fucking list too it's like the top 46 best italian horror movies so so explain (laughs) to me why 40 like last week we had 27 and now we got 46 what's with these weird ass numbers yeah why would you just not go to 50 at that point exactly that's the first thing I thought yep. of when I saw this list. I'm like, why didn't they just make it a top fifty? Because you know, there's four other lit movies that are ranked on here. <laughs> they didn't see that many movies. <laughs> I'm like, that is so bizarre. But I got to scroll right down to the bottom here because it came up as like one to forty six. I'm like, shit. So, anyways, so remember, this is done by like the fresh and the non fresh kind of bullshit. Yeah. So the Which ones I at the bottom. I
1: believe the way that works is it just they just take reviews from all over the internet.
0: Yeah. Okay. So and- number forty six with a 10% so what is it called unfresh I guess Ten percent rotten 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 yes yeah, so I don't I don't really pay okay so 10% rotten I so mean, it's, it's rotten.
1: it's called rotten tomato so
0: oh yeah right rotten tomato holy shit dude I'm, I mean that just proved how stupid I am I'm really not that <laughs> smart Fuck. okay so number 46 with a 10% rotten rating is Phantom of the Opera 1998. Like, Fucking- I haven't
3: seen this one really <laughs> yeah there's a few like some of those like where that our general store are getting really bad it's like i've seen like all the ones except those that it's like damn and i i don't want to watch michael jordan playing a wizard's jersey
0: dude there's one honestly part dude movie, i, I kind of like it th- there's one part in this movie i literally had to rewind like four times it, it made me laugh so fucking hard the last like when we reviewed it last time i was pissing myself again uh, i've like
3: never been captivated by the fame of the opera story in general like the no, only adap- yeah the only adaption i like is the de Palma one
1: isn't that julian sands in there
0: yeah i was just about to say rest in peace to julian sands here they actually oh, did find yeah, his yeah. body for the people i don't know if we ever mentioned it on the show but yeah so he was obviously missing for a couple months and they they actually found his body so that's yeah, good to know sad. that yeah it's sad he just disappeared hiking and shit and just didn't make it man but yeah rest in peace Julian Sands <laughs> fortunately he was a fan of the opera from 98. it's it honestly it's one of those movies where I talked about even last week you know like you watch it when it comes out and you're just like oh my god it's the worst thing ever and then you remember it being the worst thing ever and then you rewatch it and you're like well it I, I could I I'm taking the humor out of it too because there's one part that literally I had to rewind like four times it's so fucking funny to me man <laughs> you know what part I'm talking about it's so funny but um Anyways, number 45 with a 14% rotten. Wow. Uh 1972's Barren Blood from mario bava
1: Ooh. That's Barren Blood's pretty decent. Yeah, but 14%. Yeah, it's like 40 yeah, 14 is low. Dude, most of these are gonna be rotten.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I actually didn't like, I did I haven't really scrolled. I just like I said I saw what the number be, one was because, because I had no choice.
1: Because dude, these these things were
0: shredded when right. they came
1: out and right. and I think they do use like even reviews that are you know from old publications
0: if they must they must okay so number 44 with a 17% oh this is funny wow this is crazy Um, is uh, Argento's Dracula so this one's actually got a better rating than Baron blood <laughs> what the fuck
3: how this like- is another one I just
0: like I refuse I just haven't watched it I don't want to see it yeah, we talked about this one actually being a little it's bit better like, than we that all remembered was it too.
3: I, I remember you guys saying that last week, but it's like it's so long. Yeah, if it was ninety minutes, no problem. But when you like when you hear all these things about it and the runtime's like one hundred fourteen minutes, you're like, oh. But don't
1: you man. feel like you need to finish Argentis? I
3: no do, and anything? I know like I, it's inevitable because I've seen like something like seventeen or seventeen or eighteen. So I'm yeah. like, like I'm almost there. So it's inevitable. But man,
0: yeah. So yeah, so let's. Dracula from 2012 70% okay this is ridiculous this just blows my mind number 43 with a 20% is the card player like (laughs) dude we talked about this last this movie sucks man it's definitely his worst I think it's his worst movie too it's really I mean like I said before like this movie was it was outdated in 2003 right it felt dated in 2003 it's just crazy such an ugly movie um what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, number twenty or number forty. Wow, that was a very dyslexic moment there. Number forty-two. So the Jackie Robinson here. Twenty-five percent is the New York Ripper. 1982.
3: Wow, that's aggressive, dude. That, that,
0: that I like, can see like that almost, that almost like hurts like my weird. feelings if I took this shit serious because you that's know like what, my Favorite uh, film of eighty-two is the knowing
1: what Ripper. kind of movie it is. It's like more offensive
0: than a lot of them. Yeah, so. I was gonna right. say that. Wow, 25%, though. That's I can that's,
3: see like women overall like really not liking that movie.
0: Oh, we're we're going up pretty quick here though. Okay. So number 41 with a 33% rotten is Falchi's The Black Cat from 1981. Okay. That's interesting. Um but yeah, it like 8% jump. Uh number 40 with a 40% rotten is Make Him Die Slowly, aka Cannibal Ferox from Umberto Lenzi. Um okay yeah it's it's <laughs> no, trash but I love it um oh for fuck's sakes you gotta be shitting a brother number 39 41 rotten zombie 70 ah. <laughs> oh. man faulty's all over this section like that's the third faulty film what the hell okay oh my god number 38 45% rotten the house by the cemetery 81 mm. another faulty wow She's getting he's getting ransacked i'm curious to know what the fucking
1: best ones are considering all the best ones are being listed <laughs> oh my god number
0: 37 That's... 40% rotten rating city of living dead 80 what wow. is this is like all faulty films in here what the hell uh, now i'm trying to be like all right come on guys these are some of my all-time favorite films that are all in this section <laughs> it's crazy uh, oh, my God. What? The, OK, number 36 with a 47. Think about this. So number 37 had a 40 percent. Number 36 has a 47. So we're up 7 percent better is uh, Argento's mother of tears. It's OK to laugh. You guys can laugh. <laughs> man mm-hmm. dude
3: That's i watched that a long time ago and i just like i don't have the heart to watch it again that i actually be- like it but this, this is blown- the
0: DVD. it's not better than zombie this is blowing my man this is just full of yeah, Argento oh, and false oh, yeah, zombie yeah.
3: being that zombie that being that Lowe's offensive so i know
1: because but- <laughs> zombies probably like my like it, realistically zombie might be my like one or two favorite Italian horror movie.
3: I'm like not even the most giant fan of zombie, but it's like zombie is a way better movie than like most Italian horror movies. Oh
0: fuck. I love zombie man. Okay. So number 35 with a 50% rotten 93 three's trauma some more Argento this is like all Argento <laughs> and Falci at the bottom here like what because they're popular so
3: there's enough reviews on them I don't like right. drama
0: so I'm right. fine with that that actually makes sense that actually makes sense I never really thought yeah because if they're taking they're compiling reviews from all over the net the oh, worldwide yeah. wet uh web you know I mean it makes more sense so number 34 from 1980 is Umberto Lenzi's City of the Walking Dead yes no I don't know I'm conflicted I love that movie JP doesn't uh, number 33. Uh, Nightmare. Is it Nightmare City? Yeah, Number City, City, Walking Dead, same thing. Yeah, yeah that
1: movie is not good. That, no, it's, it's probably one of my least favorites. Oh, it's so much
0: fun, dude. Oh, it's got a great dummy death in it, too. Uh number it, that th- it
1: does have that.
0: I'll give you that. Oh, <laughs> death! Fuck, dude. There's ah oh, man. Anyways, <sighs> it's not a zombie film. It's a fucking infection film. It's funny, and lenzi actually came out like he got pissed when people call it a zombie film. It's funny. Uh number 33 uh with a 52% is very, very modern uh Argento's dark glasses. Wow. Okay.
3: Yeah, that wow. makes sense. Cause there's the
0: same reason. Wait, when, like, is, is
1: fifty-eight considered fresh? No, 52 It's like, it's like average.
0: Yeah, 50 well, well When it's, does it's,
1: it's, when's where's the fresh threshold?
0: I think it's 60%. I'm pretty sure it's 60 if I remember correctly, but yeah. we're still we're still rotten. So 52% is okay. still rotten. I think it's 60%. I'm not sure. We'll we'll figure it out here. So number 32 with a 56 is 73's Torso from The Man, Sergio Martino. Okay. Torso's is pretty damn good. Man, it's like the same directors over here. Okay, so number 31, 58% still rotten. Lisa and the Devil from 73, which I really like.
1: I don't know if I've seen that.
3: Yeah, I've seen that. I've only seen that cut though. I haven't seen the House
0: of the Exorcism cut. Oh, dude, it's so oh, funny.
3: Wait,
1: did we review this before? Yeah,
3: yeah, we did. Maybe I yeah, see it's
0: it. got Tully Savalas in it. it it's a, he kind of plays the devil. It's it's cool, man. It's got a lead of Ollie, right? Yeah, it does. And uh yeah, like when you watch the other cut, it's so bizarre. Like the subplot that they put into it, it's just crazy, dude. It's so fucked up, man. Yeah, it's it. You yeah, know, I
3: have, I have it. the The Kino cut, the Kino Blu Ray comes with both cuts, so I'll watch it eventually. Yeah, it's
0: like the the um, the uh, the arrow has both the versions on it, too. I actually watched them back to back one night and uh, it's interesting. To watch it back to back. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, th- that's
3: time I watch. I don't even remember it.
0: Yeah. Number 30 with a 58% still rotten is a classic horror story from 2021. How random is that another modern one?
3: i
1: have even heard of this movie
0: i really i really didn't it
1: make your top 10 mids?
0: yeah dude i really liked it man i was like the it seemed like i was the only one that even watched it man like everyone's like i didn't watch that when i passed on that one i still haven't seen it i think it's because of the title and i i think i might have mentioned that before too it's like people just passed over like a classic horror story that sounds cornball like honestly when i first saw the title i was like oh my god this is going to be terrible and i kind of looked into it i was like what this is like an italian film modern italian film and i really enjoyed it it's good but oh are hurt. Number twenty nine. Oh, but we're fresh. Sixty-one. So it is sixty percent then. So sixty-one percent fresh. And that is uh cemetery man. Mikhail Suave's at least it's fresh.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you think about it, like two out of three people like it. That's what that means.
0: Right. Well, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Okay. So oh man another one we just mentioned a couple times. Uh, Number 28 with a 63% fresh, Four Flies on Gray Velvet from 71. Another Argento film. Mm. I feel like every Argento film is going to be on here. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Oh, this is random. Number 27 with a 63% fresh. And it's Beyond the Door Part 2, which is also known as Shock. Mario Bava's Shock. I haven't seen it. It doesn't say that. I haven't seen it either. It literally tells you the alternate title because Beyond the Door is like an Exorcist ripoff. And then they were feeding off of that shit. So they the alternate title for shock was beyond the door part two it's ridiculous but it's nothing to do with that but shocks okay it's fun um number 26 63 fresh hatchet for the honeymoon more Mario Bava All
2: right.
0: uh okay number 25 63 uh Inferno 1980 or Argento
1: good one okay
0: number 24 64 wow this one that's crazy this is higher than Inferno um is uh suave's the church which is we're talking about that one too okay. cool
3: i'm kind of okay with
0: that
2: about
3: uh, same
0: okay. oh here's a jump so we we're 64 to 69 <laughs> uh, number 23 which is uh demons from 1985 of course lamberto bava's classic so i imagine demons 2 is going to be above it uh number 22 67 what oh they fucked up on here so this one actually shouldn't be a number 22 it should be number 20 three, I guess. Demons two (laughs) with (laughs) sixty-seven. So it's actually yeah, they fucked up on here. Uh oh yeah, they fucked up on this list big time. So number 21 with a 67. So Demons is actually higher than both of these. Um is cannibal holocaust. 67%. So Demons is technically higher than both these. Oh my God, they fucked up this whole list. I wonder
1: I wonder if it was put together when the tomato meter was different
0: yeah i don't know I, okay because so, i
1: think that meter is static like it it goes it goes yeah, up and down
3: i think so too i think you're right about that
1: so maybe they a put lot the of these together yeah, so whenever like, they were different okay Animal actually,
3: holocaust seems like one that might get reviewed like more frequently than a lot of these so i can see it fluctuating
0: yeah um actually again this one's fucked up too number 20 is uh with a 68 percent. is the beyond from 81 Falchi's beyond so that one is actually a little bit out of order too Okay, so uh, I guess we're back into order number nineteen. Seventy-one percent is the evil eye, which is also known as the girl I knew too much. Um, if yeah, right. Mario Bava, nineteen sixty-three, considered to be one of the very first giallo. I think we talked about that last week. Um, nineteen or number eighteen with a seventy-one percent is nineteen sixty-three. Is what? Oh, which is also known as
3: isn't um, that a Polanski movie?
0: no uh whipping the body
3: oh Whip in the body Yeah,
0: it's okay. funny they use all the alternate titles on here and I have to actually <laughs> use my brain because they're not written on here. it's all the alternate titles like the evil eye scrolling new too much and what is the alternate title for whipping the body which we've reviewed I believe we were yeah we did yeah we did with um with uh Tom didn't we for when he was on the show
1: yeah. uh yeah I wasn't on that show though
0: oh right yeah so but, yeah but we did that one okay so it's Chris relief film. Um, it's uh, it's good uh, number 17, 71%. What have they done to Solange? 1972. Nice. Um, Number 16 is 73%. The Demon Planet, which is also known as Planet of the Vampires from 1965. More Mario Bava. I love that movie. That movie is fucking awesome, dude. It's a totally underrated Maria Bava film. Um, number 15. Oh, JPL like this. Uh, 75% The Stendhal Syndrome. More Argento. Ooh,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: man, it's like Argento, yeah, uh, Baba and faulty on here, man. Holy fuck, dude, is so much. That's pretty good for this movie. Yeah, that's what I was. Thinking. Yeah, know. like I love
1: Stendhal, and the more that I, the more I've seen it, and like listened to the commentaries and stuff. Like, I think it's actually a really good movie. It mm-hmm. it, it is a little slow. Like, it's a little slow because like two hours, yeah. but it's an interesting ideas in there.
0: Okay, so number 14 and we've got a pretty decent hike here from 75% to 81 uh, is Tenebrae from 1982 <laughs> more Argento. Fuck, I think we've named off every Argento film. man. It's crazy. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: number 13. Okay, so obviously this list is list. So this is 80% blood and black lace from 64. Of course, it's Mario Bava. Yeah, it's one of the best, probably uh, number 12, 81% to counter nine tails. Wow. Interesting. Wow.
1: People people rate that movie very highly. I've yeah, man. More I just picked right up the
0: 4K of that and
3: Crystal Plumage*. Maybe I'll watch both of those tonight. I,
1: I have the 4K of that sealed. And the mm-hmm. funny thing is, is I had I had I had the Blu-ray from *Arrow* sealed, <laughs> right? That I never got to. Oh man. Yeah, I right.
3: definitely watched *The Arrow*
0: blue a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, number 11 83% is uh, don't torture a duckling 1972 more Fulci.
1: well that's 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 good to hear that it kind of makes yeah. sense now that you think about it cuz like in terms of like, like i could see that one appealing to like the more non horror fan which is probably what m- the majority of those reviews are right i i know some people
3: that aren't really horror fans that like really like this movie this movie mm-hmm. I think a lot, a lot of people who just like good movies can get more out of this.
0: Yeah. Uh, number into the top 10, 86% fresh, a Bay of blood, Mario Bava, 1971. (laughs) Wow. Uh, number nine, more Mario Bava, 86% black Sunday from 1960. That's crazy. Okay. Um, (laughs) fuck (laughs) number eight, 88%. Uh, we got black Sabbath from 1963, more Mario Bava uh number seven 90 we're in the 90s now opera from 87 wow, wow. <laughs> that's that's i mean people like opera. I, I mean i it's like, I like top opera. three for me it's literally every argento films in here it's crazy it's fucking nuts it's the same yeah, reason sleepless why, like... wasn't
1: there and okay so number six hitchcock yellow as well
0: yeah number six is 93 percent, and then it's deep red
3: oh i thought that was be number one
0: more Argento. I, okay, so number five is uh, Lizard and Woman's Skin, 1971, Falchi. Okay. okay, wow. Number four. Oh, and by the way, that was a hundred percent. Number five is a hundred percent Lizard and Woman's wow. Skin. Wow. So we went Everybody from ninety three to a hundred. So number four f- is also a hundred percent from Falchi, and that's the Psychic. Very interesting.
3: Baby, I love that one too. Honestly, I like these. These are like my favorite Falchi films, like these like mid card ones like this
0: right uh number three is uh also 100 percent. your vice is the locked room and only i have the key 1972 i appreciate that sergio martino yeah. oh yeah yeah right this hasn't been mentioned number two with an 85 <laughs> <what the> percent <fuck? laughs> we just went from 100 like multiple times to 85 percent at number two which is argento's uh the bird with the crystal plumage that's interesting okay. and number one is at 94 percent is Suspiria, which is our, t- and I, yeah. that, so
1: I'm confused how f- all those other Argentos are on there, but phenomena isn't. Yeah, crazy. right. How that's is Phenomena going on
0: here? So f- you mean to tell me phenomena is like under 10% because that was the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Wow. So, so phenomena wasn't there sleepless and it's pretty much it. Oh, Giallo,
1: uh, Giallo. Uh, Giallo. Do you like yeah.
0: Hitchcock. Yeah. yeah. Do you like Hitchcock? Yeah. So there's a few. Yeah.
1: But but the weird thing is is you have stuff on there like um the Opera and Dracula, but not phenomena that seems yeah.
0: weird and there's no way those, like if you typed in phenomena, like can you search like that in in the
1: you probably could, but those are you could probably just
3: put phenomena rotten tomatoes and see what comes up but like I feel like those the Dracula and the family the Opera ones might get a little bit of like review inflation just because they're like adapted from universal properties so maybe yeah. like more people just watch those movies
0: yeah so yeah so i typed it in in rotten tomatoes and it comes up as 74 percent. so it would be kind of like mid-tier if it was on if it was incorporated to that list phenomenal well,
1: what a bunch of fucking drop the ballers
0: yeah so I, that might have been just missed but yeah 74 percent is actually like in theory would have been like, it's actually pretty fucking high at 74 because we were in the 60s for a long time. So 74 would have been roughly around the Stendhal syndrome at 75%. So number 15, 14, 15 kind of thing. Interesting. So phenomena. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of a missed one. Fucking Rotten Tomatoes dot com. Get your shit straight. <laughs> totally out of order. We got all these hundred percents then the top ones, 91 or 94. <laughs>
1: Random. I, don't, this is, I do think that Suspiria is a good candidate
0: for the best Italian horror film. No, I why agree not? with that as well. It's definitely probably the most popular, talked about one kind of thing, right? Everybody. I knows think Suspiria. it's like the
3: easiest one you could just like show someone it like encapsulates like mm-hmm. Italian yeah. horror.
0: You know, like I mean, if you were to introduce somebody to Italian, like they were like, "Oh, I want to, I want to get into Italian films." Like, what would be the film that you would? Demons. Or I Suspiria, think demons. Yeah. Too, I demons is the first thing that comes to my mind too. Like in like realistically. I would show them yeah, because
1: here's art. why I'll, I'll tell you why too, because demons like what are, what are the, what are the knocks that somebody that's new to Italian horror might say about it, that they're overly plotty. Maybe they're convoluted. Yeah. Uh, the, um, you know, the, uh, the pacing stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. the, dubbing. the dubbing. Um, so you take something like demons, which has, uh, you know, some of the, dubbing and and certain issues that that you would run into with italian films but it's so fun and fast-paced that it's not going to be as hard of a watch for someone new and it's going to ease them into those negatives well that's what I was thinking
0: too it's a perfect one to ease into somebody because it almost because like Bava had and Argento had this idea when they were making the film to make it more Americanized too by throwing in the the American soundtrack and stuff like that and, and 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 making it appeal to the American audience the Western audience a little bit more than probably the previous efforts so like with that said if you're used to watching western films, you know you kind of get that a little bit in it too but you also get the total italian flavor with the effects and the dubbing and just you know right. the narrative and shit like you get both aspects and then you can kind of work backwards like then you can get into shit like you know inferno and fucking you know crazy like even zombie like you know get into some of that yeah. type of shit too right
1: but, Yeah I think I think that demons is like literally like the perfect like dip your toe in type thing because mm-hmm. it's demons is very different from a lot of Italian movies, but it has some of the similar aspects that are going to sort of culture people to know what they're getting into.
0: Right. Right. Like, I mean, I don't think you'd want to start off somebody with like cannibal Holocaust. Cause uh, I mean, it's pretty well. rough, pretty rough watch for somebody that's, you know, if you're not used to watching stuff like that, like that might be, <laughs> um, it might just not hit right. You know what I mean? So but I would show somebody like something very Italian, like something like a burial ground. Like, I love that shit, man. Like it's, it's the epitome of zombies and Italianness. It's amazing. So
3: demons is a reasonable choice. Cause like, uh, I think like you got it. Like that's, I have, I even like I'm not aware of all the times when you're showing people like that aren't into movies, movies, like you need to pick something that's got like a fast pace.
1: Exactly. Well, uh, it, it, the best, like, thing that I could think of is the fact that, you know, when it comes to Italian mm. horror movies, Carly's not like the biggest fan, but she yeah. loves demons you know, and she loves Suspiria. There's like a certain titles are more appealing to people who aren't like, because it is an acquired taste to a certain extent. Like I'll be yeah. the first to admit that like when I first started watching these movies, I thought they were extremely overrated. Like the first time I saw a zombie, I was like, that's it. That's, that's what everybody's like loves so much. But I didn't understand that it was like, like i was just looking at it like a narrative and i'm like the narrative is like fucking super simple right like there's there's mm-hmm. a there's a, some experiment voodoo shit going on on this island and zombies break out and there's this girl and this dude who are looking for the, her dad so it's super simple right right but so if you're just looking at it like a narrative uh like i did for almost all movies when i first started like getting into the the you know fandom uh, you know, now you look at other things that didn't really appeal to me, like atmosphere and, or maybe it did appeal to me, but it was like subconscious. I didn't know why I, you know, I didn't know how to verbalize it, but, um, Italian horror, the more you watch it is, and and it's cool because we've basically documented my journey. You know what I mean? Like right. you were already a fan of this stuff, mids. Mm-hmm uh when we started this show but I actually had only seen like Suspiria and like zombie like when we started this show so Mm -hmm. it it definitely sort of um it it takes time if you like it it, not for everybody some people get it right away and they understand they they understand what's cool about Italian horror whereas other people like me don't really get it and then eventually get it so if you watch some Italian horror and you're not you're like iffy on it, you don't think it's really that good You just got to watch more and you'll eventually get the, you'll, you'll eventually get the tone and like the cultural differences in filmmaking style uh, of the time. Well, especially the
0: dubbing. Like it's, I think it's one, it's one, it's one aspect of Italian filmmaking that I think that people, some people just can't get past, you know? And I'm like, well, it's because back in like they used to record everything without sound. And then they would go in and do their English dubs. And then their their Italian dubs. So you you can watch either way, but like there's so many Italian films that are actually shot, in, they're speaking English and then so it kind of more matches up with that but if you watch the Italian version this is like way off but I, I can see why people you know kind of can't accept it I guess because if you're so used to watching Western films where it's shot with sound and stuff and you know it's just it's different the ADR is you know it matches perfectly and shit I mean a little bit off-putting to people so I've heard people say that they can't get into it so but then you know again I've heard, I've heard people say that they can't get into black and white films just because they're in black and white and I'm like, fuck, like, it just, it blows my mind as someone that watches pretty much everything to like, just not be able to accept a film because of it's not color blows my fucking yeah. mind. It just blows <laughs> my mind. Like I can't well, even I, understand like, that for the life of me.
1: There's this dude that I work with that who's real cool. Um, I like him a lot, uh, but he, he's not like a big movie fan or anything. He likes, I like some anime and stuff, but, mm. um, I was talking to him about like different things and, and he hates he's, he hates watching subtitled movies. Like he, yeah, yeah. he can't do it. He says that his like brain won't let him like look at the, the what's happening on screen and the words at the same time.
0: Right. (laughs) I mean, there's tons of people and I, I always make that joke. It's been a running joke on the, on the podcast for years where I'm just like, people don't be afraid to read your movies. It's fine. (laughs) You know, like, but there's so many people out there. Like I even remember from the YouTube days, there's people that openly meant like, I won't watch it like I remember this one guy I'm not gonna say his name but he wouldn't watch Martyrs because it was it was fucking subtitled and the irony is is that the dude was actually a French guy <laughs> I'm like Jesus oh, Christ I'm like this is so fucking stupid that's man ridiculous. but like he wouldn't watch because it's subtitled and I'm just like man like I, I just couldn't imagine missing out on films because I didn't want to take the chance of you know, learning how to watch a subtitled film, like there's an actual way to do it, right? Like you don't literally have to read every single word because you're watching it too. And you I, I can read and watch at the same time because like, I've done it thousands of times, right? Like I really don't have an issue. Like if I pop in a movie, so I'm like, oh, fuck it, subtitle. There is times where it's like super late at night and I know I'm tired and shit. And like I really don't want to focus on words and shit like that. But But that's different. That's a different occasion. I mean, we all have those moments where you're not. I mean, sometimes I won't even pop in a movie because I'm super fucking tired as it is, and even if I don't have to fucking read it. But
3: yeah, At night though like I do the same thing. I like just like won't watch a subtitled movie.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just hard. Yeah,
3: if you're tired, I'm the same way, man.
1: Yeah, like like I try to actually, I usually try to make my last movie of the night something I've seen before. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's my go-to thing because like I know I'm probably going to doze off, and I like falling asleep to shit that I like. you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> Exactly.
0: I know that's kind of funny it's a funny way to put it you're like I love this movie but I fall asleep to it every single time
1: <laughs> like you know, you know one of my favorite like I I can't find something to watch I'm I know I'm gonna fall asleep let me just throw something on my biggest most consistent one I choose a lot, lot is Phantasm
0: really yeah I actually I, I watch Phantasm a lot in, at night too and Dawn of the Dead yeah, because, like,
1: fan, I don't know, Phantasm, like, because it's, like, kind of dreamlike and shit. Yeah. And I actually have a VCR that's hooked up to another little TV that's, like, closer to, like, the bed that sometimes I'll just throw Phantasm in there. And nice. it's all grainy and shitty looking, but it, it feels right.
0: <laughs> right. That's hilarious. Nice. Okay, so, yeah, that is the, um, what was it, top 40 fucking six... 46 Italian horror films. According to run, you're Channel telling
1: Fox. me you went with 46 and didn't put phenomena there.
0: Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just more of a reason that they could have made the top 50. I bet you if I, I typed in a bunch of films that weren't on that list, they come up and they're probably in the same ranking, like 75% and shit. Like, come on stage fright. Well, you just know that the rest of Martino's films, like Zombie his popular, more popular ones, I've got to be on there. Like they've got to be, they've got to be ranked. Right. So, but Rated, I should say, whatever you want. To House call
1: it, on the right? edge of the park. There's a
0: bunch mess. Oh, there's so many. There's so many good films.
1: Realistically, like if we're talking
3: about the 46 best ones, like you probably realistically wouldn't be getting like lower than like 65, 70.
0: Oh, they should be all fresh. Like you could easily yeah. have 46 fresh films. I mean, yeah, how, there's no way. You like, not? If you
3: were making like a 46, you have like up, we, like 10.
0: Yeah, but we were starting at 10, and that was fucking. Uh, uh, uh Phantom of the Opera. Like, come on, like you got a list of best, and you got Phantom of the Opera on there. You are losing all credibility, bros. Come on, not cool. But um, but yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Week two, Luciano or Coley. You guys want to get into these films or what? Yeah, yeah. Wow, the the enthusiasm <laughs> was just. That was crazy good, man. That was really really good. I'm liking that shit because I don't have anything else to talk about. JP got anything? um No. Okay. Sauce, do we got anything? I do not. Okay. Well, with that said, we will wrap up this intro and we'll get into the feature reviews here in one moment. You. And now, our feature presentation. All right, so getting into the featured reviews here on episode 244, week two of Italian Horror Month, we have Luciano Ercoli, director Spotlights, and we're going to start off uh, with his first yellow from 1970, and it is called The Forbidden Photos of a Lady Above Suspicion. That is a great title. That's a long fucking title. Now I actually am
1: a fan of that title as well,
0: dude. It's such a great title for Giallo. It's awesome. It is is a very cool title. I will give it that. It's one of those titles where it makes you want to make up your own Giallo titles, right? Right. (laughs) You know, it's like I can think of something like that. That's pretty fucking cool. Every time I like want like think about making my own, I always end up having like an animal name in there or something like that. It's like
1: yeah, that like. What, what did i come up with one time the it was chinchilla like, above the august Men.
0: yeah no, there was like oh, i can't remember the one i came. It was, it was actually dylan god Dylan came up with a really good one one time too and i was like fuck that's a good one man um but uh actually dylan's actually coming over tonight so i
3: think there's a like a generator somewhere online, like giallo named generator and it's just always <laughs> something ridiculous like that right <laughs> Okay.
1: They so like fake Italian names and directors like come up. I, yeah. I remember, I remember. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Speaking right. of which, I remember talking to a coworker once like this older lady and she was asking me like what I'm into and what I do and stuff. I was telling her about the podcast. And I was like, yeah, this, th- this was a couple years ago. I was like, I was like, yeah, this year, this is a uh, month we do Italian horror movies. So like we review all Italian movies that were horror films, usually from the seventies or eighties. And I started listing some of the titles we were we're doing. It was like (laughs) the year we did like lizard in a woman's skin or something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Don't torture a duckling. (laughs) Right. And she's like, why? I never heard of these. (laughs) Like, these are real movies.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you're just making up shit at this point. (laughs) Right.
3: That's what half of them sound like. Like you just made it up on the spot.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So quick little synopsis. The wife of a struggling businessman is blackmailed by a mysterious man into having a sadistic affair with him or he will leak evidence implicating her husband of murder all right so yeah so this isn't uh luciano or coley director spotlight but we could actually call it the (laughs) nevis navarro and um simone andre Andre andrew triple feature because they're the two stars of all three of these movies it's kind of crazy man like it, it every time like i remember watching all three of these films i think it was last year and i was just like damn it's so crazy to watch three movies in a row with the same two stars playing different characters in every fucking movie but yeah. but nevis navarro made sense at the time because she was actually married to luciano Coley, um so that made sense that she was kind of like the original fucking rob zombie type thing i guess <laughs> no, yeah. no one ever complains about nevis navarro being in all of her coli's films but uh yeah she was the wife um I've always loved her, man. She's very, very beautiful. Seen her in tons of films, man. She was kind of more of a, um, uh, like spaghetti Western. She was in a lot of spaghetti Westerns. Like she was in the double feature, like a pistol for Ringo and the return of Ringo and stuff. And what other movies have I seen her in? Oh yeah. The big gun down. She's in that film, which is really cool. Um, Ooh. she was also, oh yeah. Audio sabata. Um, I believe that was, that's the second or third one sabata films. Uh, also
1: known as Susan Scott.
0: Yeah. She went under the name <laughs> Susan, you know, a lot of, um, uh, you gotta have Italian. an American name yeah they had to have an American name right uh she was also in uh, all all the colors of the dark which we reviewed before she was in so sweet so dead um she was in obviously these three movies uh, she's been in a lot of notable Italian films it's crazy um so but uh yeah she was also in orgasmo Nero which is also known as Joe Diamato film from 1980 it's it's actually really shitty it's like a terrible <laughs> mo- movie but whatever <laughs> that one sucks but it's we won't we won't, really we won't shitty. yeah it is it's pretty fucking bad Um, so yeah, your guys' thoughts on the forbidden photos of a lady above suspicion from 1970, which was the first of basically three giallos that Ercole did in three years. And that was it. He didn't really do any more on this. I don't know what the meaning behind that is to have three movies in three years and then just not do this type of subgenre anymore. So don't know what's up with that, but I guess he went from doing a lot of spaghetti Westerns to this and then just kind of just went a different route. I guess it's strange to me. Because when something's working, you, you generally would try to stick with it, but I guess not.
1: Yeah, dude. It, it's always interesting when you, like, I mean, we talk about Sobe all the time, too, mm-hmm. how he did like four films and then did like some TV shit and never returned to the genre. I know. It's so fucking. It,
0: I, Didn't I, he I have, still think. like some sort of family thing happened. I, I don't know. know. I, I think we, I don't know. I, I tried to look into it one time. I'm not sure if I could find really any information, but. I know that he got into like, yeah, doing like a ton of TV shit. Maybe that's where the money was. I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, I mean, what the, you,
1: the time period in the horror market in Italy. Oh, yeah. The 90s.
0: <laughs> it completely, I mean, it's crazy to think that Cemetery Man came out at a time when it did because, yeah, there was really no market for it at all like you know there were still a few directors that were trying to pump out films in early 90s mid 90s and stuff like Lamberto Baba did body puzzle in like 91 and stuff there was some pretty decent Italian films that came out around that time but yeah the market was very very dry and it had been what, for years what year really.
1: did wax Mac Mask come out
0: uh well that one was in production pre uh Fulci dying and stuff like that so that one actually came out I believe the year after like 97 or something
1: yeah because that, that always feels like one of the last like besides Argento stuff like yeah
0: yeah because that that would, that movie we all know would have been a completely different film because it was like Argento and um Falci that were supposed to collab on that film and then they end up getting um uh the effects artist to to direct the movie uh what's his name um fuck his name is slipping my mind I'm I'm so stupid right now I can't believe I'm forgetting his name he's like a f- super famous effects artist in Italy <laughs> and he ended up doing the direction filling in for Falci and doing the direction but yeah, I mean it, it probably would have been a different film, but still it's still a it, it took me a couple watches to fully kind of appreciate it because I kept thinking to myself, like, what would Fauci have done with this? <laughs> you know, like
1: uh, I can't I, help I, it. I like it.
0: I, I mean I, I like the
1: movie Yeah, I mean it is it is, but yeah, it would have been cool
0: to see Fauci do it. I'm just happy we even got those type of films in the nineties, right? Right. Yeah. Fuck. Like, okay. So yeah, the forbidden photos of a lady above suspicion. I just want to keep saying that title because it's fucking awesome. What are your guys' thoughts on on the film? JP, what are your thoughts? Uh
1: I liked it more than I did the first time which I liked it back then too. Um Yeah. It's uh it's it's a pretty pretty interesting, you know, setup to the film. Um you know, you have this this dude stuck in our lead and almost like you assume it's going to be like a rape but it it doesn't become a rape and then it becomes like this blackmail thing. Yeah and uh yeah it's like a
0: dark narrative right yeah yeah and
1: and you actually one thing i'll say about this film is like you actually really like manu yeah and yeah i feel for her she's like she
3: does a good job in her at least particular role in all these movies i wasn't so hot on the guy though
0: oh on um simone Uh, andre
2: yeah
3: i wasn't like
0: I, I was a little iffy on him, which we think. I think movies. he had the face. I think he was cast actually perfect as kind of like a sadistic blackmailer who's like forcing him, himself on this woman and stuff. I, like couldn't, that. Like,
3: I couldn't help this movie but to think like this guy feels like discount Ivan Rasimov. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, did, did you have a problem with like in him? Because he plays three totally different nah, like characters yeah, throughout I, these three movies
3: it's not that like, he, I don't think he was like actually like bad in any of these movies, Yeah, but like he didn't like stand out to me like this movie in general. Like I thought, I don't think this movie's bad or anything, but this movie I felt was played like, a lot closer to average.
0: Yeah. You know what, man? I've always, I, I I don't know who I said this to one time and they actually laughed about it too. And I'm like, man, I, I was like, you know what the best thing about the forbidden photos of a lady above suspicion is, they're you know, like is the title of the movie. Because I feel like this title is so good, like you just you think that it's going to be like the spectacular fucking you know Giallo and stuff like that. But I've seen this movie like three or four times, and I, I come away with the same feelings every time I watch this film. I'm like, I love the dark setup. I love the idea of what's going on. um You know, the payoff is decent in the film, but this one right here is a really slow, sluggish Giallo because you know it doesn't really have a lot of shit going on in the like in the film really it does like like she it just feels like she's spending so much of her time just avoiding this conversation with her husband and like protecting him and things like that and just dealing with this and you're just like okay it like there's not a whole lot of investigative angles so it. it's more like the sadistic role of this guy is kind of taking his shit a little bit too serious and stuff like that but it just it, it feels sluggish at times like it feels like it's dragging this one over and oh. over again
3: it does come like right out of the canon, like it, you kind of like kicksers yeah. yourself, and it kind of maybe gets you on pace where like you're ready for like a quicker, like yeah. a quicker paced movie. And yeah, but it, it it you kind of slow down your tempo a little, and that's it does why it feels like it drags.
0: It really does. It feels like it's just dragging a lot of parts and stuff like that. Like I like her relationship with um, with Nevis Navarro as Dominique and stuff like that. And there's one cool scene too where you know we get to see the this photo shoot with Nevis Navarro and stuff and. She's showing her showing her shit off and stuff, but um, like the, it, I like the one scene where she's you know he's she's showing her um menu the the, the like the porno pictures and stuff like that, and then she kind of stops on this one picture and she's like, holy shit, it's you know it's the guy, but she doesn't say anything, kind of thing. I like yeah. that in the narrative, like how that was done. Like there's moments in the film, where you're like, oh well, that's kind of cool, but then it kind of slows down. Like I feel like there's it's just her trying to avoid this conversation, or you know, i But there is a really funny moment in the film, too, kind of like when it breaks out and, you know, he finds out like, you know, that he's that she's been sleeping with this dude and stuff. And then he basically calls her a slut. i laugh at that part every single time i'm like oh my god so,
3: oh, some of the stuff like i i can't remember exactly what was said in each movie but between all of them there was definitely a couple like good lines that like made me laugh out loud for stuff dude, like that there is man but i think in the third that, film
0: in the third film there's legitimate like she's called every name in the book in that movie like she's called a bitch and she's called a slut like just fucking so funny dude like it's just i don't know if it's intentional comedy but it's coming off as pretty damn funny like, especially yeah. in the third film, there's definitely some moments in that film where it's pretty funny, like, but
1: how do yeah. you take that, um, conundrum where she essentially finds out that her husband, murdered
0: dude, yeah.
1: Well, and... she's told
0: she's told this, right. But, well, right, but that's, yeah. that's the problem with the narrative that I have is that like anybody could do this to somebody be like, Hey, I've got something on your fucking husband, man. And like, you know, as that person, as Mano or Manu. Wouldn't you want to just get to the core of it right away instead of having to do these fucking terrible things with this blackmailer? Wouldn't you confront your husband? Like, it just seems natural. Or well, what does confronting the husband actually do? It's still. Well, maybe you just, still have the. the it, because if he didn't do this shit and this guy's just but, doing this stuff. But, or whatever.
1: I don't think she even considers that he didn't do it because she has his voice on tape talking about it
0: right right i mean that but that also comes later that also comes a little bit later like she's made up her mind that she's not really gonna say anything to her husband and it just keeps kind of going and she's dealing with all the sadistic shit and stuff and i'm just like man like so before she had that you know the 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 tape recording and stuff like that she's still dealing with it in her own little way and stuff and it's it just seems odd to me that you wouldn't be like hey like this dude is fucking doing this shit. like you know i, I guess as a person you don't want to really find out that your husband the person that you love Has possibly killed somebody i mean that's very off-putting and i get that angle you know from a love aspect and stuff but to be honest like
1: but but the way she handles it isn't even a way in a way where she thinks her husband's like a monster her way of handling it is like protect she wants to protect him right and that's what i was gonna ask like what how do you feel yeah but
0: but but at her but at, at like her you know at, at like her stake though like i mean she's suffering through this dude like this guy's sadistic and shit like you think that you would want to right?
1: but that? i think that's why that she's she's sacrificing herself for her husband right you know what i mean like that and but then there's also this uh like subtext that i'm not sure how to read into where you get the sense that she's almost bored with her life and that she almost uh you know what when he starts saying like you you enjoyed being under me or whatever the fucking creepy (laughs) gross thing he said (laughs) right and uh well she does she is and she was like scratching his and they show the shots of her like scratching his back and shit like that in passion and so it's and it's it's that very like uh controversial and like touchy subject of like uh you know just because you're sexually stimulated during a rape doesn't mean that you enjoy you know that is that whole aspect there that you're that's not enjoying like, it kind of thing yeah yeah you know there's like that whole yeah sort but of i mean you do get the sense
0: you do get the sense though that her husband is very very much wrapped up in his work and she you know she's a housewife like she doesn't work she just kind of bass in the money and shit like that she is bored so so maybe this is a little bit of a, you know a highlight in her life maybe this is a little bit of color that she needed kind of thing and you know i mean that's you could I look kind at it of felt like you could because mm-hmm. i mean the angle that she takes of like not saying anything right away like you know the normal mind would be like "Fuck this like i'm not letting this dude do this shit to me you know i want to find out if this is actually happening but you know you got the other half of people too like you know what do they say of like how many women fantasize about actually being raped like i don't know if that's actually true i'm not a woman but but I mean, if yeah, you they, guys have heard that, that it's before, a popular it's fantasy, it's a very popular fantasy. I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe she's fantasized about this one time and this is came to a reality and this is kind of her escape out of it and stuff. Who knows? But, but I mean, she does get to the point too, where, you know, he fabric, well, not fabricates, but yeah, I'm not going to try and ruin everything, but you know, with the tape and stuff like that. And, you know, she gets to that point where now she's pretty much convinced that he has done this shit and, you know, like so there's also that too and i don't know man It it just i guess it depends on which way you look at it right i mean me personally i I don't know if i'd want to be dealing with some sadistic bullshit like i just like to get the bottom of shit but that's just my.
3: i didn't mind the narrative or anything but like i just felt like there was like yeah the pacing was a little off but like i don't nothing about this movie like stands out to
2: me
0: yeah, well, it's very tame. It's very, very tame in in reality, right? Because we have one dude that gets killed in this film, but it's off screen, and there's not really a lot of like. It's not violent. It's more sadistic mm-hmm. in the sense of like you yeah. know the the overtaking of the woman and stuff. Like it's got that dark elements, but it's not like it's not bloody and gory and stuff like that. He really definitely picks it up for the the Death Walks films in that aspect, especially yeah, the third seen, one. Like in a whole different mindset. Yeah, like this one is it's it the pacing's different. The narrative is very kind of like. You know i mean really the payoff in this one i feel like is kind of expected a little bit you know it's not, yeah it's like, it, like
1: kind of a normal one
0: yeah it, it just it kind of feels like it goes into the place where you would expect it to go and it kind of does but i think it's the it's the battle getting to that point though too because there is a lot of downtime like there's a lot of scenes with minot and, and dominique and stuff and you know with the pictures and all this stuff. but there's just there's a lot I, of that. I,
1: i think the reason like for example like the movie last week that we reviewed at the end the last one the footprints on the moon one yeah um i just was not interested in that lead character and didn't care much you know Mm -hmm. i remember like not just being really bored but this one like you you're more like bored with it and i actually was like interested in the character i i like the I i like the idea that she did the, the uh, there's honestly a l- lot of layers to it but mm-hmm. uh the, she did this to protect her husband and i think that like the reason i accepted like the, the not getting to the bottom of the thing is because like i really don't even want to know if it's me like i would rather just like not know and
0: like but again that if, comes down to personality opening, too because you're me- opening
1: a can of worms with, with if you right talk about it because then you're opening the fact that you sort of was raped to protect him type thing uh you know and then like that's embarrassing and you but, know, what, but how
0: vulnerable. far are you willing to go to protect somebody even your though husband? you might think in your in your mind that he might have actually done this shit but like you're uh, using your body though it's not just a it's not just a physical thing it's it's a mental thing with her too know, like, she's, like she's like, being physically like you, feel, and mentally I feel, abused and I like, feel like
1: a lot of people would do a like a, a lot for their family
0: but like what happens if it turns out that you know it actually the husband's totally responsible for all this type of shit like and you just did you just sacrificed your mentality and your physicality for you well, know inevitable I know the inevitable. I'm
1: not going to ask for help to hide a body. Yeah. That's you.
0: Right. But <laughs> I, again I think it comes down to personality because like with me if some if some girl came to me and said like hey you know you you do all this shit and uh, or you know I've got this stuff on your white blah 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 I'm like I I go to I go to my wife and be like bro like this is what's happening like i just have to get to the bottom that's just my personality like i right. couldn't bask in Where- i couldn't sit around and like and let someone torture me i just get the truth like whether i want to know if it's true or not it's not the point i I needed to get out there for my my sanity too but again i know, think
1: I, uh, I think i would just do it and then never speak of it again and
0: and just live with the secret oh god i don't know man i that's not me man i couldn't do it because I
1: like I'm it. doing it for like I'm saying if it was my wife right like if it was my wife same situation and it, well I feel like it'd be different because like you know if it's a yeah. girl <laughs> like I I'd probably be like, all right I guess I'll have to have sex with you <laughs> oh. yeah but no uh, but I'm, I'm gonna kidding. complain the whole time uh, yeah but um no like I if you're doing it to save your your husband or father or mother or whatever from going to prison for the rest of their life. I, I mean, I understand keeping it hush hush And and then also the embarrassment of it. And like the, uh, obviously the cheating aspect to it, even Mm. if that's not what your intention was to sort of get that involved. You know, I understand why you would maybe want to keep it secret.
0: Yeah. First. I mean, yeah, you know, if you look at it like that too, um, there is there's one there's one moment in this film that I've never been able to figure out. And I like I've seen this film three or four times now, and I have never understood. I don't know if you guys ever picked up on this, but there's a scene in the beginning of the film where um, she basically uh, well, she has a turtle that roams around in the house and stuff like that. I don't know if anybody can shed some light on this part, but um, it's the first time we get introduced to the turtle in the film when she kind of touches it with her foot and stuff and, and uh, whatever she does, whatever. The camera focuses on the shell of the turtle and there's like blood on it there's like red stains on it and shit is there really yeah and i've never been able to figure out why that's in the film because it literally has nothing to do with anything like, I don't understand, but it makes a point of zooming into it after she touches the, she's like, oh, it's my turtle. And then, you know, very typical seventies fashion where they, they zoom in, you know, to the eyes. But in this case, it happens to be the turtle's back and there's a red stain on there implicate or, you know, saying that it's fucking blood. And you're like, okay. And I remember thinking about this throughout the film going, how's this going to play in? And I'm like, oh, it's kind of a cool, maybe it's like a red herring, whatever it is, you know, kind of thing. But it never goes right re- back to it though. It like, never has anything to do with anything. I'm just like, what the fuck? Do we did they, like,
1: We know how the husband allegedly killed the dude.
0: Mm. Well, they they say that he was thrown off the bridge, basically, right? So, okay, so because I because that's how they couldn't because that's how they couldn't figure <laughs> out like if it was suicide or murder or whatever because you know he was just floating in the. He was in the water kind of thing, right? So could be suicide
1: the next time I watch this.
0: But I mean, but it's all the red hearings. It's all the it's it all plays into the narrative, too, because there's actually even a point in the film where the husband even admits that he owned that he owed Dubois a ton of money and stuff. And I'm like, well, if he's going to admit this in the middle of the film, like you can't be responsible for killing this dude, because that's literally the number one motive for murder is owing someone fucking money, right? Like, it's just too obvious that he's the that he's the killer and stuff like that or that he had something to do with, you know, with this, this investor, right? Yeah. Like it, there's this moments in the film where I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it, I, I think it's because I've seen it three or four times. And I'm like, I'm starting to pick up on these, these little notables. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. And why would you do this and that and then stuff? And then, and then when you get the reveal, you're like, okay. Yep. And then you, and then you, and then you yeah. think back on the film and you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, it's actually not written that well. It really isn't written that well. And there's moments in the film that don't even make any fucking sense. There's actually a really funny part in this film, too. I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but I picked up on this the last time I watched it, too, and it made me laugh. There's a scene where she has the cassette tape and she throws it into the water. But if you look at the way that scene is shot, she's literally nowhere near the water. Like the rocks extend all the way to the all the way to the road. And they've got that um, that whole kind of um, that whole barrier. You know what? I'm? You know what I mean? Yeah. and it's like probably 30 40 feet to the water right it's just all rocks because the uh the tides out and it's funny because she just kind of like nonchalantly throws it in the water and it sinks in the water and she's like that and it, it, it kind of pans in the way it's shot like she's literally nowhere near the water i'm just like oh my god that's so funny is <laughs> it just feels so amateurish to me but again that's the product of watching the film like you know close to a handful of times you pick up on shit, so like every time
3: only my second time and i thought it was okay the first time
0: mm-hmm. You know, the last time I rated this film, man, I mean, I I couldn't remember. So when I typed it into Letterbox, you know, your previous rating comes up and I was like, damn, holy shit. So, yeah. That's kind of a little bit of a spoiler, but uh, for myself, rating wise. But I mean, overall, it's not it's not one of the worst giallos I've ever seen. I just don't think it's like a top tier one at all. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not really bad, but there's just these things that it just really don't make sense. I, I think it's just almost too slow paced <laughs> for its own good. Um, there's just yeah. not enough interesting things like that. You have this really dark narrative and I feel like, you know, there's moments where, you know, it, it goes into that territory and stuff like that. But, you know, again, it, it's not it's not mind blowing with the reveal. Um, it's kind of standard wise, but uh, and it's just such a tame film. It's such a tame, tame film, which um, which I, I feel like, you know, he took what he, you know, some of the ideas that he had in this film. And then he's like, well, I can definitely one up that and maybe two up that in the next films and stuff. And I feel like he did, you know, narrative wise and, uh, you know, you know, even violence wise and stuff. Shit. So, but we'll yeah, get into
3: I agree. Movies. I don't think it's a bad movie, but I don't think it's like really like, there's not, it's not really, I don't think it's really exceptional or stands out in any way. Like the score I, was okay. I'm like, I'm really about the flair with a lot of GL and was like, I want that like that energetic, like hyped up score. Like I want the violence
1: hmm. and yeah, I, I like this music too.
3: Yeah. Like I thought it was, I thought it was okay, but it, like, it's not something like I'm like remembering or like wanting to go and like find and listen to like, it was shot well, but like, there's like nothing. eye popping about it or there's like no memorable scenes or shots that will like really, like really remind me of it or like any like remarkable scenes. It just, it was fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else, I mean, without giving everything away about the film, I'm trying not to spoil these ones. So guys got anything else?
1: No, we go into ratings.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, JP why do you go first?
1: Yeah. The forbidden photos of a lady above suspicion. I, I dig this one. I, I really do like it. And, uh, one thing in general with it, Italian films from the seventies specifically, I love the architecture of like just the houses and, you know, stuff like that. It, it always, it, it's always cool. Cause it, it's everybody looks rich <laughs> yeah. in these movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I always like the fancy sort of like vibes of like Italian films, um, of the, of this era and uh yeah i like that about this one too um also one other thing that um we didn't mention is i sort of like how the the whole like picture thing uh comes up and then you know her dominique friend is like i don't remember no picture and and i like that it sort of almost gives me like the you know not believing the woman type crazy woman thing uh, mm-hmm. it, kind of interesting. Uh, but anyway, uh, last time I watched this, I think I gave it a six and a half. I'm going to give it a seven this time.
0: All right. So I'll say to
2: yeah.
1: yeah,
3: I don't mean to bang out too hard, but I just think like it's just very average. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's not something like I'm ever, I really see myself revising anytime soon. I'm going to go to five and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm actually at the same rating, five and a half on this one. That's exactly what I, I had rated. And I was like, you know what? I feel like about the same on this one. Again, it's not a bad film. I just feel like it's maybe just slightly above average kind of thing.
3: I think the way, like, how I always end up watching the films, like, back to back to back, like, influences how I end up rating them.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's possible. Yeah, it's hard not to when you're dealing with like, you know, the same director and the same two stars in each film, <laughs> like it's just like almost the perfect blend to just do that. You know, it's like, okay, hey, this one's here and this one's here and kind of thing. So I watched this one second.
1: Oh, fuck,
0: it's so weird. <laughs> I, <this> first. <laughs> I watched the last one first. Weird. <laughs> that's weird man but this is a great example of what we were talking about before of like of a filmmaker if you go to the start and then and then watch his films kind of in sequence like how he kind of elevated and and got it was a little bit different you know like I feel like if you watch the third one first and you watch this one last you're like oh fuck, he just he regressed but actually in 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 reality he actually got better given the time that came out right so anyways yeah, that's the uh, The Forbidden Photos of a Lady Above Suspicion from 1970. Cool. All right. So getting into the second film from 1971, and it is called Death Walks on High Heels. Uh, yeah. Or like, Death Stocks in High Heels. Or Death Stocks. Yeah, typical Italians, right? <laughs> the headers are always different than the actual titles. I love uh, it.
3: Like when just, you know, you're in for a banger when the title on the screen doesn't match what's
1: on the cover,
0: right? Right. Uh, well, like did you,
1: he, did you guys watch the English or Italian versions? I oh,
0: watched the English ones English. On both. Yeah. The, yeah. These are both actually shot in English.
1: I did too. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure. I never know, man. Cause sometimes yeah. they're not shot in
0: English. No, these I mean, ones rule are of thumb, I think all three these, of these movies I, were
1: rule of thumb. I
3: always do English unless it's like one thing, like I, always particularly do an Italian is deep red, but for most things, I think I just do in English.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, the, the, the streaming version is the Italian versions. Like, it, uh, both places I looked for streaming was the Italian versions. And then I ha I actually have the old check discs for, for this set. So I, I decided to pop those in to see if there was the
0: English cut on there i think i do too actually i've got the checklist for these but pretty fucking sure um I, th- I thought i owned the box set, but
1: yeah it was the killer dame's box that i was thinking of all right i never did pick up this one so I, I had seven, all three right. of these
0: uh like i said before this one also starring simone andrew and nevis narvaro um it's also got frank wolf in it he's in a ton of fucking italian films luciana rossi's in this also Uh, if you're very familiar with watching like spaghetti Westerns and, and, uh, you know, Italian crime films, Pelletchi films, you'll recognize all these people are in, they're in every fucking movie, (laughs) right? So, um, death walks on high heels. Synopsis after a French stripper is harassed by a man who wants a cache of diamonds stolen by her late father. She flees to England in the company of a doctor, but danger follows. Um,
1: this is kind of a bit of a crazy narrative
0: yeah yeah i i just like the fact that like your coley had his wife playing a stripper <laughs> <laughs> i just find i just find that funny dude like this one was
3: really cool i liked all those voyeurism shots and i really dug this like both the scores they use in this like the guitar one and then there was like the different one when the guy was like looking at her through the telescope
0: right right yeah well the first thing you notice about this film it starts out um just like like the previous film with a bang, like it's got like this kind of dark moment, but in this one we get like this dude getting this throat slit in the beginning of the film. and you know This one just has an abundance of close-up of eyes and shit in this band. It's like so 70s with the zooming in on the eyes and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the, this one's got a little bit of effects and shit. And right away, you're like, oh shit, he already amped up the violence and the gore, or the blood and stuff like that for this film. That's like the first thing you see in yeah, this film. There's
3: some really nasty like Um, I don't know. I don't even want to say death scenes, but just like violent scenes in this. Yeah, like it's not like typical. Like the way it's done, it's not even typical. It's like just like oh, it's like nasty.
0: Right, right. It it really kind of is. Yeah. Um, you know what I what I was thinking when I was rewatching this film was one thing about this movie that you don't see done in a lot of other giallos is the usage of like contact lenses you know like because in the 70s you know it, it's not just giallo's it's just 70s films in general where they do the you know the zoom in on the eyes and stuff like that it's a very common thing within filmmaking and but i'm surprised that contact lenses weren't a bigger you know plot point in in these giallos and these narratives in you know from this time period because it just seems like something that should have been utilized a little bit more i don't know if that's just me if i'm just tripping or whatever but i just i was thinking about it and i'm like you don't really see the usage of contacts and stuff that that often in movies, but just something I thought of. What do you guys think? No. Yes.
1: Context. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't know context where I didn't know when they were invented. Yeah. But it's all, I always find it like interesting when I, like when I see it in a film from the seventies or something. Cause I mean, I got contacts when I was in like third or fourth grade. And I remember like people were like, like they seemed like
0: new, <laughs> like, I but don't know, it, but it just seems like something that they you could, because it changes, like, especially when you have a mask on, like you got like a Bella clav on whatever. And all you see is the eyes, but if you're, you've got color contacts in there, like it changes the whole structure of your face. Like you just, that's what mm-hmm. you see as that person. Right. But I'm surprised it wasn't utilized more. It's just such a simple, it's such a simple thing to do that. It just wasn't used a lot. I'm surprised. I just, I just mm-hmm. thought it was kind of notable, but such a basic, easy thing to do, but yeah. That was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, so what's, uh, so i say what are your thoughts on this one? Death walks on high heels.
3: I like this one. This one, um, I think it amped up a lot of my complaints from, from the last one. I, I don't think it, this one's like amazing or anything, but it had some really cool cinematography. Um, I re- was a bit much more a bigger fan of the music in this one. Uh, there's like a lot of the, vo- I like really like the voyeurism uh, shots a lot. And I kind of liked it without like spoiling where it went with like how they like the voyeurism tied into the salute like the resolution of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um I always kind of like it like this. I always kind of like seeing these movies that like share DNA with stuff like The Rear Window and like how it just like it, that's it,
0: exactly what I've written down to. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it's it just
3: fun. like it's such a good like it just it's such like it's it's such an interesting way to like introduce a character and like when you don't know who's behind the lens either it makes it even cooler mm-hmm. there's a couple of re- and then there's like the red herring they throw in by like using the same like the same shots right uh, with another character but yeah. yeah overall i thought this one was definitely more of an improvement i felt like it was much stronger direction um i thought the performance from the i, I don't know his name the guy that i kind of had an issue with the last movie i thought this was his best performance of the three i liked his character i liked his character this one where he was more of like more instead of being like the antagonist, he was more of like, not really the protagonist, but he was more of just like a supporting character in this one. Mm-hmm. And I thought that suited him a lot better. I like the like idea that, um, <laughs> it just seemed like, like harassing her own movie. Oh, I'm getting that confused with the third movie. I'm sorry. Um, uh, but the, this guy, I liked his performance in this one the best. So I definitely remember that. Like with, with him, um, him being set up at the beginning. Yeah, and her like going to this island, and I like that setting too. Um, there was a lot of really like cool, uh, moments where she was just like around the house alone, and it was like using like the seaside wind to its advantage to like kind of like set that like moody night scene that's like always a little scary. Mm-hmm. So he definitely made better use of his surroundings in this one too, and like using the sound to be more of like a character into like soak into atmosphere. Yeah, I really dug this one.
0: Yeah, aesthetically, this one is like, it's a way better looking film, but it's, you know, you, you know, when you have those type of settings, you might as well utilize that kind of thing. But I I just think that this one is, it's got, it, it's got so many characters and there's so many twists and turns and stuff in this one. And, and it's got a better pace. The soundtrack's really cool to it too. And, but it just, it keeps you interested because you know the whole diamonds thing like is you know is she involved with this thing it's like you know who is like there's so many aspects in this film that i thought were, like when the reveal happens i thought was really cool because you, you kind of reflect yeah. back into the narrative they're, they're, and you're like oh real shit, real you're like oh shit, that, yeah you're like oh shit, that's kind of cool that you know this guy or this person was involved and, and this is why he was doing this shit. and like th- like there's some really interesting aspects like how um with the doctor right the, the doctor not ironically enough is an optometrist in this film right hence going back to the Mm. whole contacts thing and stuff like that it's kind of a cool thing but that eye stuff is gnarly too oh dude i I have to look away every time i watch it i can't (laughs) i can't can't handle it man because it's literally this dude's digging in this guy's eye and i'm like oh my god i can't handle it 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 makes me fucking shiver dude like i'm just like no way man but i like that whole because because they don't just show you this shit like they they break it all down in the end as to why this guy's like this it, it's really cool actually and there's a lot of people involved and there's a lot of it, it's just a it's just a better written film than forbidden photos photos in my opinion and it's a lot more fun and you know like i said they amp with the violence in this and that kind of that kind of works for me a little bit i like the more violent kind of giallos uh more violent yeah, uh maybe sleazy sure. kind of thing but this one just has a better pace it has more interesting characters and has a better mystery to it and i think the payoff is really does work in this that's what really sells it for me because when they you know in typical giallo fan they literally break everything down in the end of the film right they tell you exactly what's going on it's it always kind of makes me laugh i know jp i think you had a hard time um kind of accepting that in jealous when we first started watching these you're like fuck, they have to break everything down word for word but it does kind of I like help, it though. it does help though sometimes because it makes you it it makes feels it's it's it feels like
1: an old like universal like 40s trope <laughs>
3: they always just, do it so cool though i like it, it one of the best things
0: well, we'll get into it in the third film but one of my favorite parts is when the dude steps out of the out of the out of the darkness and he's like yes i killed her out of revenge for your sister and i'm just like oh my god it's the most giallo moment in the fucking world right there right <laughs> I I mean,
3: the, the reveal of this movie like it, it's like, it's done in like such a different, like tongue in cheek way. I like the way it was like almost back.
0: cool. Like it made me laugh, dude. I know, man, it's crazy, right? Like it, it in the, it, like you said, going back to the way they shot it and like from all these different angles and stuff and you, you kind of, you piece it together through these different angles and different shots and stuff and different characters, uh, views and shit. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. That's really cool. But it's just like, to, to me, when you finish this film after watching forbidden photos, you're like, man, that one was so much better, like so much better. So
3: this, this one has a lot more flair and a lot more style and like yeah. those, like those like scenes of like someone just like watching her and the score cranking and like, it just like focused through like, the, like the telescope ones through her house. I just love that shit. And like, that's the kind of thing that's going to like, I'm that's going to stick with me about this movie yeah. maybe two years. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this one's got the cool like telescope shots. So I'm going to watch this one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it has like the most movie thing ever is like when, when, um, the uh, really
3: remind me of body double from uh, Brian De Palma
0: right oh yeah yeah uh when her um I guess you know old boyfriend or whatever the Simone Andrews shows up and he's all shit face drunk and, and then the cops up like,
1: on the dude yeah <laughs> and,
0: and then the cop just like hey he's got he's drinking fucking tea right and he cuts up this lemon he gives him some lemon shit and he's like goes and pukes on this dude and, shit. and he's like and then but then like two minutes later he's like completely fine and sober I'm like oh it's such a movie thing to do right
1: the, this movie gets like <laughs> extremely British by the end Right, <laughs> it does like it, it feels like a, it feels like a, like a fucking UK film.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's where they are, right? They go to England, right. and shit, so yeah, it, it does yeah, kind of make yeah, sense. But
1: it, it's, it's just anytime you have like the the inspectors, yeah, stuff, yeah, the
0: Scotland Yard inspectors, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. All
1: but right. dude, the, th- the the like the the comedy of the like throw up just feels so weird.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that that's what I noticed when you watch this one and the next film back to back, like you notice that this movie just definitely has a lot more color to it. The characters are a lot more, they're a little bit more flamboyant and a little bit more fun and stuff like that. And and there is this element of underlining comedy throughout the whole film. And and in the next one too, there's like a bunch of moments where you might even miss the first time, but it's like, I was, I found myself laughing a lot, like in a good way though, you know? And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious, man. So I, I feel like, He started to have a little bit more fun with the films. Like he was trying to make this, you know. I I feel like in the first film, there's not really a lot of comedy. And I'm not saying these movies are supposed to be like comedy giallos and shit like that, which I'm sure they exist, like comedic giallos. I don't know.
3: I like a little dash of flavor. I feel like there's some like comedy and stuff like Deep Red.
0: Right. Like there's just these moments where the characters say things and it's just like, what the fuck? Like I don't know if it's intentional. Well, even when
1: I was watching uh Bird with the Crystal Plumage uh the other day where he goes to talk to that artist and like he's eating like cat or something. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like so off-putting and, like well, comedy-wise. Like, I always dance.
3: just thought it was funny. Like he just like finds like this guy's house. He's like, Yeah, he paints like... stuff, he's like, Yeah, here's a ladder.
0: <laughs> right. Like there's the moment in the, in this film where I, I, I always call um Andrew the Frenchie in this film. So, like, Frenchie, when he's fighting the doctor, and he just winds up and fucking wails him right in the balls. Like, he literally kicks him in the balls while he's down on the ground. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> like, who does that? I don't know if you guys got that, man, but I always laugh at that part. It just makes me laugh. But yeah, it's just brutal. Kick someone on when they're on their back, like in the balls. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's nasty shit, dude. It's it like shooting shoot people off. in the dick. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. um yeah no this one this one uh is pretty good too um the narrative was a bit well first of all watching all three of these movies with the same fucking actors and the same
0: color hair
3: i keep having to remind myself what <laughs> happens in each movie in like who plays yeah. what in what movie i don't yeah. i don't
0: have a problem with that i can remember yeah these movies i kept like totally thinking for a
3: second like i like i knew like that like the like discount ivan and this one was like the guy right at the beginning, and like that she runs away from. But then right. like as I was like remembering what he's doing, I kept blending that he was like a reporter that was following around, like, no, nah, it's the wrong fucking movie, idiot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't know, man. There's just so much flare. Like, there definitely is the moments of comedic relief in this And It's like I feel like when Frenchie steals the cop car, that part's funny too, because he just like runs yeah. out the cops, are like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's taking the car. And yeah, they're so lighthearted t- about it. Right, and he does it kind of in a funny way, and then and later on he calls back. He's like, "Yeah, don't worry, I'll, I'll return the car." And just the way he says it, yeah. they're just like, "Fuck, this is so," but because they're not even pissed off about it. That's what's so funny about the part. <laughs> just, like, they just accepted that he stole the car. I'm like, oh my god! And it's then there's that like moment an
3: insult. So I like, go to their boss, who like the Frenchman stole our car. Yeah,
0: and it's like the part where they go back to the back to the house there, and um. And the cops like he's trying to open the gate and he's totally doing it wrong. And the other guy just reaches and he slides it over and he's like and he kind of looks at him. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but the cops aren't like they're not like the stupid like the dumbass cops from like Last House on the Left. They're not like that stupid. It's just they have these moments where they just they're like goofy smart and stupid. Yeah, it's like so stupid funny man. I'm just like, oh my god, that's hilarious. But yeah, they definitely throw those in on purpose. But yeah. Yeah, they have like the most red hearing character ever. Like the the fucking blondie kid. That guy's hair fucking drives me nuts in this film too. Like he's just always around and like fucking. He's just always looking creepy and shit. Man, that dude.
1: Is this the one with the little Asian kids? Nope. Is that the the next one? That's the next one.
0: <laughs> That's the next
1: one. Oh my god, yeah, that was so out of left field. I know. That was what I was just thinking about.
0: Dude, I love the part in the, in the next film where the kid where he's like eating his breakfast and there's this like little Asian girl on his shoulders. And she's like eating a banana and shit. It's so fucking funny <laughs> to me, man. It's just so random. You're like, what the fuck's with the Asian kids in this? But they, I mean, yeah, do you
3: think so that was like some producers kids that were just around? <laughs> it <really>? feels <laughs> like it.
0: Yeah. Cause they kept calling him uncle and it's like this white dude and shit. But I mean, every kid, you know, we all had those people in our families, right? They yeah. were like aunt and uncles, but they're not related at all. Yeah. So what are your, I don't really want to get, but I feel like there's like this, there's this whole, it, it, it it's kind of very reflective of like a psycho moment you guys know what i'm talking about
1: yeah, yeah, yeah right definitely know what you're talking about i felt <laughs> right.
3: like this movie like lean more into the crime like the like almost like a crime thriller at the end and yeah ending, you
1: diamonds like, involved Anytime you yeah. No, no, that was, that, that
3: was <laughs> oh, really it's totally cool. crime.
0: Like, it's, like, it's totally like, crime. But the,
3: I the way like he wrapped it up, like like where like he like he does the grid, it was like crime is cool. And then like they do like their little over wrap up. And I thought that was awesome.
0: Right. <laughs> I just like the way the guy gets blinded. Like when they explain that away and shit, I was like, oh, that's that crazy. was brutal. Oh, it's brutal, man. It's like totally brutal. But I like how all the, there's a lot of characters involved in this movie, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So but uh yeah like the fucking like the doctor's wife in this film like her death scene is pretty brutal right
1: what's what yeah. happened to
0: her
3: she
1: that gets killed the on the bed, but she
3: gets like killed mad. on the
0: bed with yeah, the knife uh, And he, oh, that's yeah, what yeah. i was and, talking
3: about that scene is nasty
0: like yeah what dude her? It, it's so violent and sadistic too because like he doesn't just kill her but he like slashes her up and like slits her throat he slits her tits like her arm like he just fucks her right up dude and
3: it's like it's not even done in like kind of like the like over the top gory italian way it's done in more of like a toned down realistic way and all an, uh, it's
0: yeah there it is something very off-putting effective. about that scene right it's like holy shit and it's it's just it's so violent in in like in this narrative and you're just like holy fuck i really like that part man it's crazy because like there is moments in this film where are kind of shocking because like there's characters that die in this film and when they die and like how they die, and like you're just like, what the fuck? Like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a batshit narrative. And like I really like that the payoff is worth it in the end and stuff, like because there's it's so it's kind of genius in a sense, but there was a lot of thought put into like incorporating all these characters and and how it all went down and stuff. And it just didn't play out like I think if you're trying to figure it out while you're watching, it doesn't really play out like how you think it would, in a mm-hmm. sense. I, I think it's kind of cool, like with the, the whole doctor character. I think it's actually really neat what they did. So yeah, I really enjoy this movie. I think it's fun. Um anything else? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. All right, so Asida, what do you got on this one?
3: Uh I think this one was pretty good. I'd watch this one again, but I don't think it was as strong as any of the movies you watched last week, so I'll give this one a seven and a half.
0: Um yeah, my go um I'm actually in at the same rating, seven and a half on this one too. I think it's pretty I think it's pretty solid. Definitely way stepped up from the first film. But yep. yeah, yeah. In all, um, in, in all aspects, actually, I just the pacing so much better in this film. It just makes it for such a more enjoyable watch. Yeah. And I think this might even be the longest one, isn't it? This is it the is. longest. this is yeah. the longest one. And I think it's the best paced one. Yeah, this is the longest film with the best pace. And it, that usually is not the narrative on this podcast. Usually <laughs> the longer films are always the one that are fucking they're dragging it down. So. Yeah. Okay, GP.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree that it's, uh, more fast paced. Um, I thought that the, the fun thing about this one is just how zany the, the story is. Um, especially like once you get to the end and everything's laid out, um, I am actually a little bit higher than both of you guys. I, I came in at an eight.
0: Yeah. I was kind of leading towards that too. It's like, semi eight. I think it's pretty appropriate for that, but all right awesome so that's uh, death walks on high heels from 1971. all right so getting into the third and final film here on episode 244 we're going to 1972. did anybody have this movie on their top 10 list when we did 72 or did we do 72 way too like even before this even got released i don't remember
1: uh i think we did 72 probably before it was released maybe yeah,
0: it might have been pretty obscure at the time maybe no, like on physical um, media
3: this was on physical media because i remember like watching that when you guys were doing the 72 show hmm. i was watching a bunch of 72 so because i was just watching a bunch of gls at the time and i remember watching this and i i only watched like 25 movies mm-hmm. but i had my own 72 list and this didn't make my top 10.
0: okay all right so yeah 1972's death walks at midnight synopsis during during a drug-fueled photo shoot that's that's a mouthful during a drug-fueled photo shoot a model witnesses a brutal murder in the apartment opposite hers and it's forced to become an amateur sleuth to unravel to unravel the mystery so like right there man you you totally get that hitchcock rear window type feel right there from that narrative from that uh I mean it's kind of the same setup in a sense but it really isn't though this one this one is just fucking shit, dude like this like the last like 45 minutes of this movie is so crazy, like with twists and turns. It's like a fucking roller coaster, man. There's so much shit that's going yeah, on. There's and, a lot of red herrings in this movie. A lot of red herrings, and then it just goes crazy in the story, and it's like it's fucking it's nuts. So um the, again, uh,
1: the whole like gauntlet stabby thing, it feels like so fucking eighties or nineties. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting that it that it. It just it like that type of weapon just didn't feel seventies to me. I thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah, that was pretty yeah the weapon the the weapon is fucking. Br- and that, again, you know, going to you know watching these movies in sequence and like the first one's pretty tame. The second one's got its fucking nasty moments. This one is brutal, man. Like it's yeah, because it's, that, it's,
1: that 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 is like a fucking medieval torture device,
0: dude. That right. is pro- it's probably one of the nastiest weapons I've ever seen in a giallo, man. To be honest, and like he f- that one scene where. I mean well, it's yeah normally it's a fucking
1: straight razor dude yeah he like
0: <laughs> pounds these girls faces at the hamburger <laughs> dude it's yeah like so doesn't funny. that
1: feel like something that would be in like the 80s slasher craze like some yeah some type it's of, fucking, like, you know what makes a, that
0: scene like, so great you know what makes that scene so great is when you get the reveal of like why he killed that person and stuff it's fucking awesome dude it's like just so like yeah you know you gotta get that revenge type deal um one thing I will note about this film it was actually written by Sergio Corbucci Like interesting, I was like (laughs) fucking blown away by that, man. I'm like Corbucci wrote this fucking movie. Like what is interesting is I feel
3: like Corbucci was like the first one to really like amp up the violence in spaghetti Westerns.
0: Yeah. Big time. Well, I mean, Corbucci's spaghetti Westerns are some of the more violent ones.
3: Yeah. Like that was like, so I mean, like he's like, what stood out to me is like the earliest I was seeing of like them getting like really more violent and bloody,
0: right? So like yeah. maybe
3: that's like influenced like how like the torture devices and just like how the film was presented.
0: It could be. I mean, yeah, because he. I mean, he had done before this film, like obviously Django and Navajo Joe, the Hellbenders, uh, Great Silence, what 69, something like that. Yeah, sixty eight. Uh, the the 16, mercenary yeah. specialist, Companeros. Like fuck, man. This guy, he he had his violent ass fucking movies, man. Yeah, Django. And, I Django is real. Like I always forget how violent Django is, Right. But all those movies are, man. The Hellbenders is, man. Have you seen Hellbenders? Navajo Joe, like no, really I haven't seen. Jamie. I've only
3: seen about half of the movies you named.
0: Okay, so like, well, you've obviously seen the Great Silence, but yeah, I've yeah seen the Great Merc-
3: Silence. I've seen the Mercenary. I've seen Django.
0: Specialist is really good, man. They, all these I've movies have seen. nice releases too, man. That's a cool thing about Corbucci's movies. Yeah, but I mean, after that, he kind of got out of doing spaghetti westerns, and I don't think I've ever seen a movie after that that he ever did. Like Companeros, I think was the last film that he. Well, maybe not the last spaghetti, but one of the more bigger ones, but. But uh, yeah, but I, I just couldn't believe it. Like I saw it in the credits, and I was like, I never noticed it before that like, Corbucci had wrote this. And I was like, what the fuck? But you know, going back to like his roots and violence and shit like that, I was like, wow, makes a lot more sense why this is definitely the nastiest and more and most violent of the three. I mean, yeah. shit, dude. Like, there's a fucking great dummy. It, you don't get to see the <laughs> dummy actually hit the ground, but like, there's a great dummy scene in this film. But the end result was brutal because if you actually, there's literally brains hanging on the ground yeah there's chunks of fucking brains I was like holy fuck <laughs> it's fucking violence as hell man but this whole like I said the whole last 45 minutes of this movie is just there's so many twists and turns and so much going on and so much violence and just craziness man this one's awesome dude like this is he just kept amping it up man I I really I like the the premise of this film too because it plays off that whole thing like that whole rear window thing right. I saw something across there, or did I because in this case, she's literally doing drugs for this. Basically this article, right? That the, this dude's writing kind of thing,
3: that, that article thing, it's like, like made me laugh, Yeah, that, like the whole movie that like, so this is like, like article comes out, that's like, apparently like a tabloid article that like, you're not actually supposed to believe like the yeah. whole movie be like you must still be on drugs.
0: Yeah, but it it kind of plays into like you know the narrative of today's world too, like how everything is just. But they but they openly admit too, like the journalist openly admits like we write this shit and we fabricate the fucking hell out of it just to sell shit. Like they don't they have no morals. They don't give a shit about what people believe or don't believe. They're just they're gonna make up their story the way they want it to to be to sell. Right? It's just like how today is like nobody gives a shit. Like about they the just, headlines? Yeah, they just want the headline. They want the big juicy story, of whether it's true or not. Nobody even gives a shit. It's like it's like the whole fucking. You know the CNN mentality kind of thing. Let's break a story without it actually being true, kind of thing, right? But the more clicks, I, the better. I love that commentary in this film. like they, they just don't give a shit? It's like we're going to yeah. sell this to the masses, and that's what it is. It doesn't matter what the He's actual like, story the is.
3: Like you're the editors. Like you yeah. believe this. This is for mass consumption. No, but, I mean, it,
0: but it's such a weird narrative, right? Like she, they're just like testing these weird drugs on people and and writing stories about. Like it's so yeah, fucking like, weird. That made me laugh like yeah like who comes up with this idea like obviously corbucci wrote the fucking. but it's just yeah. such i'm a, gonna give you a, drugs so i'm gonna write and i'm gonna put your picture in the paper but they play off the whole <laughs> angle like you know she's fucking crazy she's obviously super crazy or and the fact that she was on drugs like of course the cop's not going to believe anything she ever says because you know did you actually see a murder because you were on drugs and then like everything throughout the film is like that typical shit where the cop doesn't believe a damn thing she says because you know you were on drugs at this one time and every time they look into something it's not it you know it's not there like like there's this moment where they go to the apartment there's nothing in the apartment kind of thing she's fucking crazy is she crazy or is she actually on drugs you know it's like it's that whole angle throughout the whole film which I enjoy but this one's got a great pace it's got great characters it's got great villains like I love the look of the dude that that we see her in the beginning kill the 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 girl
1: you know it's kind I, of funny now that I'm thinking. I, he reminds of this me of movie. No Country for Old Men, dude. Right?
3: It, it's it's funny you say that because I have it written down. As you like, it, something just like clicked in my head. Yeah. Like as you said, Corbucci wrote this, mm-hmm. and I thought like you know this movie kind of ends like a western.
0: Right. It does. That's crazy. I mean, it, it, I mean, it completely makes fucking sense, right? But, but like, I wonder if the Cohen's brothers did. Well, they probably have seen this movie. I'm sure because they were big. I, I'm sure they were big Giallo fans growing up and stuff like that, but but just having that like this type of character, just seeing that like you can totally correlate that to a country or no country for old men, like that dude's creepy
1: as shit in No Country for Old Men too. <laughs> but you but but yeah.
0: you know like when I look at this like this guy's look is awesome, but don't you see Klaus Kinski in that role of this dude? for some odd reason, man, I like like,
3: rework the way the character looks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I could just
0: see with Kinski. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I could just see Kinski in this like very sadistic, like, well, it's different because what we see in the beginning of the film with this character, we, you know, we were kind of led to believe that this is going to be the villain kind of thing. Right. But it doesn't really work out like that because it's a giallo, but yeah I, I really like the look of that man and the weapon is fucking gnarly like but this one just shit dude when it starts to get into like the third act in this one <laughs> like the, the reveal in this shit is is like it's fucking bad shit, man I don't know man there's something about that. I love this movie I think it's great <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny. there's man. just so much going on I wish I could just talk about the whole fucking thing just ruin the whole movie but obviously I'm not going to do that for people because I, I really highly recommend watching this film because uh it's good man and nevis navarro looks so good in this film fuck man her hair is nice and long beauty oh she's excellent but uh yeah she she's good in all these movies man like she's just such a screen yeah i like her Yeah. yeah 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 she's cool and I mean, like I said, I've seen her in a lot of movies, a lot of Westerns and stuff, and she always kind of steals the show in every scene because like she's just so I'm, captivating kind of, to I'm look interested out.
3: to like check out some of the westerns she's in You name. Like definitely the big gun down that's been on my list for a
0: long oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. That's probably one of the best ones that she was in. The 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 Ringo films are all, they're they're decent. They're not like top tier. Um, I have the I've seen the Ringo movies. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, they're yeah, not, like, like, yeah, they're OK, they're but okay. She's, she's great in them. But like, yeah. but yeah, the big gun down is definitely something you got to check out. That's one of her better ones so
2: i need
3: to watch more westerns yeah like you would i think you would definitely like them like especially like if you're de- behind like italian movies and westerns Ginello, like, oh Hunter's i grew
1: something. up dude i grew up watching westerns with my grandfather but yeah. i just don't know what i what I, you know I, I didn't know what i was watching the title yeah. stuff but you're i definitely
3: be into some spaghetti westerns i
1: think he, he fucking literally would watch westerns all day every day bro (laughs) I've seen so many that are probably like lost in my memory that like yeah if I saw them it probably jar something but yeah I I I've always liked westerns but I just don't watch them
0: yeah yeah I grew up watching them too man that's why I'm a huge fan of westerns in general so so I've only really gotten into them last couple years honestly oh wow so someone wanted to to bring up about this film that I've noticed every time I've watched it and I I always I think it just kind of slips in my mind until I'm watching it again but is um I I, like I don't know my history with this I don't know if this is like a very early um example of doing this in a film or if there's earlier examples I have no idea if if it was done before this it probably was but uh there's a couple scenes in this film especially the one we were just talking about with that gnarly fucking spike glove and shit like that where he's killing this chick like he's stabbing her in the fucking neck and the face and it just but he's spraying blood all over the camera right like all over the lens like he like literally is spraying the camera and I'm just wondering if, if this is one of the earlier examples of using that that type of technique and for the film or so you dump you, you
1: know, know what I mean like intentionally spread like getting it on the camera
0: yeah like I mean there's there's the, the, the there's a point in this film where the like the literally the whole screen goes red because the the blood literally covers what we're seeing right and it's like streaming down the actual camera like it's like you know on the camera you know when you remember bro. when you're watching films <laughs> and like you're wide, like people are getting killed and there's blood splatter on the on the camera and stuff yeah, like that. yeah but yeah well this one it literally covers the camera in that scene it, they show it throughout the film a couple different times but um just yeah, it's definitely an earlier example because I, I can't, feel like, like Herschel Gordon lewis would do some shit like that i don't remember if if gordon lewis ever did utilize the blood on the camera angle i have no idea like i'm just trying to like if you guys could think of any earlier because i mean this is 1972 yeah it's obviously obviously became pretty it became pretty prominent in most films like examples, the last 25 years yeah like, I was you gonna say most time.
3: examples I can think of are like more modern movies but I just yeah. thought it was
0: very notable because it just seems like this if this was one of the earlier ones it's like fuck you know I mean people might have saw something like wow that's a really cool thing to do you know it's just yeah. it's so it's so gnarly and violent and it's like it's not even just blood splatter in this one it's it's like it's painting the entire screen it's crazy yeah. how how much blood is on there it's just nuts but it, I just it's a fascinating
1: was good. question yeah because like you often wonder like what the, when the first time something was done on on film
0: yeah and it's not even like it's just one little fucking drop of blood like they they go all out on this one just like all the kills and stuff basically so um but yeah getting into you know kind of the comedic elements of the film like, there's this scene in the film where she's kind of escaping with this dude on the this guy picks her up on the road and stuff like that and then of course he's very was typical. Is that the
1: put out or get out guy?
0: Oh, yeah. that was funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, this guy picks her up and, of course, turns into a fucking rapist and he's trying to, like, throw her in the back of his van and shit. He's. <laughs> oh,
1: Listen, like, everybody, everybody would, every fucking, fucking calls dude is a rapist in he,
0: 1972, bro. He fucking <laughs> calls her a bull dyke. I don't know if you guys catch oh, that. Yeah. He, he's like, yeah, and he her he, the, like, he, the. He's like, how did I get a bull dyke in here? And I'm like, blah. I'm like, oh my God.
3: bull That is the funniest shit ever. I laugh at that, too. She, like, kicks her in the nuts or something, right?
0: Yeah, it, it's so funny. And then, of course, she, you know, flags on a cop and shit like that. Yeah, but it's-
3: it was, uh, I was laughing. It's just like the casual, like the casually,
0: like the cat, like the audacity of this was just be like, I'll just hit you. I know it's like so out a left field, too. Like, it's like it's like the it's like those, you know, those uh, those men hating fucking female directors these days and shit like. That are making these just hating on men in their films and stuff like that it's like it's kind of like that moment it's like every guy in the films are just a big piece of shit. But this <laughs> is what this guy is he's like the biggest piece of shit. like you yeah. know you'd expect that you expect this character to be in one of those movies where they're just hate on men because not every guy is a fucking rapist like come on man it's ridiculous right but i just i think this that's guy fun. was yeah but this guy was, but he literally had a bed in the back of his van yeah that was awesome he just like opened the door I,
1: you know i've always fucking wanted that
0: Dude, those vans are awesome, man. They're like, so like, cool. I feel like that ginger was like snaps, dude. Like, like
1: everybody, yeah. Like even in the two thousands, there was a bunch. Yeah. Like having like a and I go to drive in a lot too. Yeah. the fucking vans and shit that some of these people have are like so dope man i'm just like that would be so fucking cool i i missed out on that because i don't think it i feel like it'd be creepy now but <laughs> like right. if you're if you're in high school and you got a fucking van that's like furnished bro you're in i never had that <laughs> i did not yeah
3: those fucking- were kind of already a thing of the
1: past but that's time i was in high school yeah
0: yeah, they weren't even like a thing when I was in high school either, but I mean, I they they're, just they're pretty thing. fucking awesome. Admit, Honestly. If you
1: did have that in high school, you'd probably be like the man.
3: Oh, yeah. I feel like that was just like a thing in movies. This
0: no, is, I feel a, like it had. I feel like. No, I actually, the, no, we, there was people around here that actually had those like old 80s. We used to call them like Chester Molester vans because it always, <laughs> but, it always but you, but just seemed like there was. Cool. Some... You
1: got to put like a decal out on the fucking side. Yeah. And, you know, you got, you the... got to have big
3: smoke clouds once in a while when you open them the doors oh yeah
0: definitely yeah, y- <laughs> you know yeah there was always like that dude rolling around that had like the flames on it and shit like that the pitch black one with right the flames. yeah yep the little moon <laughs> the little moon fucking window and shit <laughs> it's fucking awesome yeah. man yeah. ah shit man it's awesome oh yeah there's like a fucking nasty dead cat scene in this film too like this dude like picks up uh, a cat and it's like fucking gnarled up like, oh the is, the it like, is, is it yeah, like yeah he's like I needs, do it.
1: dude is yeah, it yeah. special needs dude yeah is that like this that, movie
3: yeah, wow, yeah man my he's memory like, is go. he's like the weird, he's, he's, he's like, like, like that like really weird... together they like it's tough to like because there's yeah, so he's many one many people
0: he's one of the guys that's at the uh at the, the or the um the institution i guess is what you want to call it because remember they go to see the dude that had actually uh, killed that woman that they, oh, that yeah, they yeah, think that right. was yeah, yeah, that yeah they that Fuck. they think that she had seen but it turns out like this guy she didn't see this dude and they're like yeah. all confused they're like well that's the person that got killed in this in this part that you saw and blah 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 so that was kind of an interesting part but but yeah, no, that, that, cat, that cat scene was just brutal. Like they just threw that into the film and I was like, damn, that's a, that cat is really gnarled up, man. I'm
1: like, sure it was an accident uh, that the lady says.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm like, yeah. And I actually laughed myself. I'm like, yeah, because you know, every accident ends up with a cat getting his head basically decapitated by a knife. I'm it's like, what the fuck? Up. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. But yeah, like I yeah, went back to the I, comedy. I
1: thought that the, go ahead.
0: Oh, i'm just gonna me, say man excuse me, like, scusey, me scusey. she she's me excuse me scusey. Oh, we haven't done that at all yeah um like she's she's called a fucking bulldike and there's another scene where she's in um she's in the office and she's fucking opens up the door and she's she hits this guy right in the face and he's like oh bitch.
1: <laughs> 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 well, well what would you do what, what, i mean like what would you say
0: i mean no it's just funny it's just funny it's leading into, and then there's another part where she gets called a dumb broad i'm like
1: oh my god dude it's like there's it fucking was, it was that one actor's name jeremy fucking
0: freeman yeah exactly. he calls her a fucking dumb broad i'm like oh my god this movie is so funny dude like just the oh just the dialogue is just so funny but like all those parts just come off as being so goofy but like not in a bad way though you know I, like it's not intentional like oh we're just gonna make these parts really funny and shit. it's just the way it's done yeah, i don't know it's, funny it's just funny movie- to me like it's like the it's like the fucking it's like one of the villains that that dude with the with the blonde hair with the really fucking weird laugh it's like almost like a cackle
3: oh yeah i didn't it's know like, like that it's, like, was the, just, it's like the it's like the predecessor
0: to like the new york ripper fucking donald duck dude. It's <laughs> like, i kind
3: of remember thinking like nobody fucking laughs like that
0: dude it's so out of control man it makes me laugh because it's just so bad you're just like oh my god who fucking does that <laughs> like it's ridiculous man uh, uh man but yeah I thought I, that
1: the uh sort of uh psychic shit was kind of a cool addition
0: yeah it's different it's different
1: yeah yeah I, and I kind of like that sometimes where like you know it may it, it adds a different level uh level to it you know mm-hmm. w- w- with a ge- like and I'm even like that with slashers sometimes I like a a nice like gimmick or something to Sort of well, do, just something, time play, do something different.
3: Everything like yeah. gimmicks. You like and this isn't always. Not everything has to be a masterpiece. Not everything even has to be good,
0: right? Yeah, like again, this is what I love watching it. But like watching Italian films and stuff. Sometimes it's just a translation, or sometimes it's just the way they deliver yeah. their lines and stuff. But there's a moment in the film where she she comes into her apartment, she answers the phone, and she's like, "Who is this?" <laughs> like, not a hello. Like, who is this?
1: I'm like, what the Dude, fuck? Do, like, do you ever notice in movies like in general, like people often answer the phone weird and like don't say bye. They just like hang up the yeah. phone all the time. I know. Like,
0: how do you know the conversation is done <laughs> if you're not going to say bye or see ya or whatever, yeah, or, like, or something?
1: Like, I'm always like later, but like they'll just be like, I'm coming over.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's actually one really clever moment in this film I thought was pretty cool. Man, is when she's in the apartment. And uh, I can't remember if she drops something or something happens or whatever, but she ends up unplugging the phone. And that, that moment's kind of kind of interesting because, saying, you know, just right down the line, she ends up having to call that apartment. And of course, she's not getting the call because she plugged the phone with her foot. And she, I thought that was actually really clever in the narrative. It was pretty interesting. You guys know what i'm talking yeah. about or just, yeah
1: yeah, that, yeah that's good writing
0: i actually like i like moments like that in in the in films and stuff like that 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 kind of makes sense right like he he didn't yeah. see it happen obviously if he did he would have plugged it back in but she didn't even realize she did it kind of thing and like it just comes off as being kind of real right like that could totally happen yeah so it's just those moments but it explains in a way why he's sitting in his apartment not answering his phone <laughs> right? right so yeah it's thoughtful writing It is thoughtful writing. And I think that's one thing I like about this film, man. Like it's got a great pace. It's it's just got so much going on, man. I love, I love her character. Um, Just the whole kind of rear window drug influence, like, you know, psychic type shit that's going on. It's got gnarly kills. Soundtrack's fun in this one, man. Everything about this movie is great. Like it rips by it rips by but i think like the whole end of this where it's just like everyone's scrapping and just like there's so oh much yeah
1: like the fight and shit. i was like holy this is like a different genre yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: dude cool. it, it just goes it's, that's shit. what i yeah. mean it adds, like a western and just even like the motivation like of like <laughs> it, it's like it's very it's not typical like like i feel like most um most giallos like the motive is like centered on passion mm-hmm. for the most part right or like survival like this is like more centered on on just, like, revenge and, like, um, basically just revenge and just, like, trickery. And it just, like, reminds me more of, like, a Western than it does in Giallo.
0: Yeah, because there is even a po- moment in this film where one of the characters gets killed and, and the guy admits that it was just basically revenge for this other killing and stuff like that. And it plays in perfectly because we're led to believe that this guy is the fucking main villain and shit like that. And I, I actually really like that about the film and it goes totally away from that. You know, and then something happens to him and it, there's just so many twists and turns in this movie. It's great. It's it's just a fun movie, man. It's great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But again, you know, it's hard to talk about like the second half of the film without giving anything away. because, Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I really like this one. But um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else on death walks at midnight? Do you want to? I, I think we uh,
3: covered it.
0: Okay, yeah, I, this is definitely my favorite of the three, um, and uh, I think it always has been, man. I, I just really like this film. I mean, really what sells it for me is that fucking dummy at the end, but I just can't get over it. dummy to that is, left a smile on my face. Yeah, something kills in this movie are brutal, dude. Like, it's fucking brutal, man. Like, man, it's awesome. A little bit sleazy. <laughs> it's got, it's got some really fun moments. It's got some just, there's moments in this film that I just, I find myself laughing in such a good way. I'm just like, my God, dude, like just can't believe how much she gets abused all all filmed by being called names and shit like <laughs> fucking, you just don't hear that in these movies man it's just so unique to this film but uh death walks in midnight this is by far um my favorite one i'm i'm coming in at a nine on this one it, i really like this movie it's great uh GP. Um,
1: okay yeah um i i actually like the other a little bit better, but they're they're really close. So I'm going to give this one an eight as well. Cool.
3: Um, I agree. I actually like the. Uh, I actually like um high heels a bit better in this movie. I think that movie is more fine tuned and it's a little bit more memorable for me. But hmm. I think this one's still pretty good. Um, I'm going to give this one a
0: seven. Really, man, I'm surprised. I thought for sure that you'd like this one the most. That's crazy.
3: I like it's it's the I swear it's the voyeurism shots for me and I just like the music more and the other one that it just like it leaves such Mm. more of an impression on me
0: I just think the whole you know, the whole reveal in this one is just so crazy. Like it's just, cause I I,
3: think, I like the reveal in the other one better just because like, it just seems so out of pocket. And like, I guess this one kind of had a genre trish too, but just the way like it almost like, I love the way the guy just like grinned and just explained everything like a Bond villain. And it just like made me so happy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on in this movie. There's a lot of characters, a lot of explanation. There's just a lot of things that have to tie in. It's just, it's such a busy reveal. Like it's probably one of the busier reveals. Like, in giallo history man i don't know there's just so much going on it's great i love it it's just it just makes me smile i'm like damn corbucci like went to town on this shit.
3: yeah school so. i definitely want to like at least watch a, de- uh, a new movie or two by him this month mm-hmm. i'm definitely gonna rewatch some the
0: mercenary yeah that's a good movie there you really the jango all right so yeah that is uh death walks at midnight from 1972 yeah all right well that's his uh episode 244 week 2 of Italian horror month here on the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast if you didn't know what you're listening to you do now which would be weird and because it's like the end of the show so
1: <laughs> and uh if you guys are watching any Italian horror month or Italian films for Italian horror month what are you guys watching leave it in the comments on the YouTube
0: channel yeah man what are you guys watching out there let us know so Anyways, um that is yeah gonna conclude the episode. I don't have anything else, so I'm hungry. Need to go eat. I'm hungry too. I'm thinking pizza.
3: Pizza. I, I got a frozen pizza yesterday p-
1: I, for this uh occasion. I skipped uh pizza Friday, so you
0: use that pizza on pizza Friday Sunday.
1: If I do have pizza, it's usually Because it's mm. Pizza Friday. Pizza Friday, yeah. We have Jersey Mike Thursdays. Nice. I I like some Jersey Mike's. We love Jersey
0: mics. I have always wanted to try Jersey Mike's, man.
1: We're actually, we actually just got there. We had, so where I work, like I have one near me, not super close, but I have one near me, but then where I work, there's one, but it was like further away. Um, but they're just putting one in near my work. So probably get that from time to time.
0: Yeah. It always looks so good when I, pe- when I see people doing these Jersey Mike's eats on on YouTube and shit I'm like oh fuck that looks great man it just yeah. like puts every subway or sub place to fucking shame it looks like man
1: I, 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 I like, mean I'm those, a big fan of Jimmy John's mm-hmm. we don't have Personally. those around here even like Jersey
3: Mike's is like very like few and far between whatever. yeah
0: well it's not that it, it's more of like it is like an East Coast thing right like Jersey Mike's it's,
3: it's an East Coast thing but it I has mean Jersey <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's like more like that area, like the Jersey, like Pennsylvania, like New York area. Like it hasn't fully expanded to like right.
0: all of right. New England. Right, mm. right. Yeah, it's like a lot of fast food restaurants where they're kind of like segregated to like certain areas of the states and shit. It's, it's. I've it's
1: never even to seen a Quiznos in my entire life. Quiznos <laughs> is like that's not
3: even <laughs> existing around here. We had them like years ago, and they <laughs> we, all like shut down around here. And it was actually
0: like, insane. Yeah, we have like five or six in the town or in the city I live in. It's crazy. But I, I, mean, I loved Quiznos when I was here. Yeah, it's just really expensive for what you like. They totally made their their sandwiches like smaller and shit, and the price is like doubled. Wow. It's crazy it's been gone way-
3: like ten years here now. So what, it's like what, the what do you guys are the same?
1: What do you guys like sandwich wise?
3: Whenever I go to Jersey Mike's, I always just get like it's just um like ham, turkey, and bacon with like just Mike's way. Mm. i always get that there like i like it's not I like much, i don't want to a it a lot yeah
2: Capricorn, i like that too
3: but like i just like i like this sandwich so much when i go there like i don't even want to deviate from it because i know like all the italian sandwiches there like they don't put mayo on it and like even if like that's the right way to do it like it just does not work for me
0: <laughs> yeah it gets a little bit drier without the mayo right? yeah
3: i and i try like that well, you do like, like, the,
0: like the oil like on and vinegar though right
3: yeah i always put that on it but it's like something about the mail like just like cut it and tie it together and i always like okay so i go to this place every thursday because i go to like an event like in the city 20 minutes away that has a jersey mic so that's like why i do it on thursdays and i always have to show up though like 15 minutes before close so it's a lot easier for them if i just order like two of the same sandwiches and leave and like, mm-hmm. I kind of would feel like a dick if I was like 50 minutes before rules, I'd be like, yeah, make me a cheese steak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I, I tend to enjoy cold cuts more than hot sandwiches.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I prefer those. Anyway, I tried their cheese steak there once. And it's just like, when you like had like the, even like the tourist trap cheesesteaks, like in Philly and then that area, it's just like everything else is whatever.
1: Right. Yeah yeah um i I well i think that like most cheese steaks that you get places i don't think they're good like I, you got to do cheese whiz if you're doing cheese steaks, yeah you know and like I, I
3: never like thought that until like i had like real cheese steak, like in the philly area like yeah like
1: i love provolone and mozzarella as much as the next guy but like if we're doing cheese steaks i want cheese whiz
0: oh, oh man do yeah. it both man provolone and the cheese whiz man
1: I'm down with that too.
0: That's the way yeah, it's that That's actually the way we make them man. We do it like with both. It's,
1: it's gotta have the onions
0: too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, onions yeah. gotta most... have the onions.
0: I love cheesesteaks though, then are good. fucking cheesesteak's are bomb, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. So yummy.
1: All right, I'm hungry.
0: Yeah, I'm like super Now I want a cheesesteak. All <laughs> oh, I have is a frozen pizza. Legit man. All right, guys. Yeah, we're out of here, man. Check you guys next week in week three, which is what is week three again? Fucking forget. Poopy. Me. Oh yeah. The po- Laughing Windows guy. Yeah, yeah the, the 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 Poopy guy.
3: Yeah. I'm hyped to watch Laughing Windows. That's like probably the biggest one I haven't seen.
0: Poopy Avate. Poopy Avate, yeah. So the House with the Laughing Windows, Revenge of the Dead, and the Arcane Sorcerer. Yep. Which sounds like a fucking sounds like a fantasy sci fi movie, man. <laughs>
3: That sounds like something that like full moon would have put out in 1995.
1: It well, actually sounds like an, anime, and it's from 96. Or, 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 I mean, so. it sounds like an animated, <laughs> is it, just,
3: really? I yeah. it was like 80s. No, yeah, it's 19, 90, but it,
1: 1996 dude. It
0: sounds like to be you? honest, it, to me, it sounds like it's an animated movie. Like That'd arcane cool. sorcerer. It just That'd sounds be really
3: like really cool. I'd be so down for like an animated Italian horror movie.
0: Yeah. Cause every time I think of that, I always think of knife and ice and like, this weird, but I
3: don't you know. think I've ever seen an Italian animated movie. Honestly.
0: I wonder if they even have any
1: i've seen like some french ones i've seen some what was that one African movie Czech that ones? we watched um that had the cat it was like a giallo cat movie
0: oh dude that movie's so good
1: what was uh Meryl
0: country was that violent? violent? uh it was france it's it a french uh, movie yeah yeah that movie is fucking violent too man it's, it's got some oh i loved it it was
1: uh, i think it made, did it make my top 10 of that
0: year uh, i don't remember but it was a good it's a man that movie it just, I feel like vinegar syndrome needs to get the rights to that and put that shit out, man.
1: Severin kids.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not even, a, it's not a kid. <laughs> so it's totally adult. It's man. Miss- that's yeah, that's, I've a, that's seen a hard party.
1: Some pretty dark animated movies. Yeah.
0: That's a, that's a hard R.
1: I mean, You're- Fritz, the cat's like one of my favorites ever. So have you yeah. seen
3: some of like those like Japanese who like seven? I, uh,
1: I mean, we've seen some anime. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. uh, there's
3: some real real dark
0: yeah oh yeah there's some real nasty shit man yeah all right so yeah so poopy avati next week uh probably have a guest on so yeah i get oh shit it's first timer too so it's gonna be five questioner man five
1: questions add a half hour to the show
0: yeah there you go man so probably no (laughs) it'll be no top 46 list or 27 or whatever so it'll be top five questions
3: just (laughs) an interrogation
0: yeah pretty much all right guys we're out of here check you next week deuces deuces that's all folks